Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Dire Straits with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a pretty nice day today. And when I say nice day, I mean sunny and a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 74. It's actually looking great all the way up until uh, next Friday where we get rain again. It's uh, 42 right now in downtown Springfield. Listen, today is an open line Friday, um, which is a great way to end off uh, this week. Uh, it's payday. It's the end of the week. It's a good way of just blasting through a few minutes. Very excited about it. I'm excited about it, too. Well, you should be, goddammit, because mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Also going to be talking to a guy who is uh, trying to restore the baseball fields at uh, Forest Park. Actually, a really cool idea. We'll be talking to him around 8.50 this morning, Mike Fredima. Oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. We can uh, we can definitely get that get to the bottom of that. And, the, and some other things in there, too. Tell you about the... Had a hell of a night last night showing everybody how to raise money at a, uh, at a bartending event. That's right. You did do that. I want to hear all about the uh, celebrity uh, sightings. Oh, so. place was jammed. Tell you all about it. It's 535 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England. It is uh, going to be a pretty nice day today. Uh, sunny and a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 74. It's 44 and foggy right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You know, celebrities aren't always just like us, especially when it comes to child-rearing. I Uh, would hope not. Here's some unconventional parenting tips from famous people. Why am I leaving out my teas this morning? (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Not really sure. Kourtney Kardashian. Ditch the microwave. Quote, I did a lot of health-related research and decided to get rid of my microwave when I read that toxins from plastic containers can be transferred to food when reheated. She said out of drinking her uh, Deer Park water in her plastic water bottle. <laughs> There's no escape in the PFC, baby. No, it, listen, it's, it's, it's in everything we do. Yeah. I mean, I know her sister's got a lot of PFC. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Pam Anderson said, let your kids experiment. Quote, we want them to practice safe sex, drink, and experiment with drugs in moderation and find true love. Now, there's a woman who's talking about some with some sense. Yes. She said as she played that sex tape of her and her husband. <laughs> After doing rails of blow yeah. up, off the boat. Uh, Giselle Bunchton says, breast milk cures everything. She said after... Having a divorce from a very famous football player. <laughs> and p- putting her modeling career on hold to raise yeah. a family. Uh, uh, Leah Remini. I don't, is that how you say her last Remini, name? Remini, I think. Remini. Uh, just let them do whatever they want, said the woman who went into the cult of Scientology. <laughs> and barely made it out alive. Yeah. Uh, Christina Aguilera. Naked Sundays, said the genie in the bottle. I don't. I think uh, having the family all naked together, I think, is uh, a problem. Listen, I told you I did that. Uh, I DJed that uh, nudist camp. Yeah. And uh, again, I it, it's not like a swingers club. It's not a sex club. It's no, they're just, just nude. It's just people, naturists. They like to they like to be naked. But the weird part was the family hour from seven to eight. Because the whole family was naked. Eh, yeah, that's creepy. It's just, it's just weird. There's something weird about that. Sorry. Uh, sorry, nudists. But for those of us who aren't in your club, it seems weird. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Welchel. 
punish them with a dab of hot sauce on the tongue. Said the lady who had some <laughs> box issues back in the 80s. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Bell, lock the kids up in their room so they learn to sleep in their own bed. Said the woman that's married to that uh, Dax Shepard looking weirdo dude. I, I can't criticize Kristen Bell. You know what? She's a she. She doesn't hold back. She remember she told everybody she had uh, like worms one time. Yes. Like uh, on the back end, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, and she was uh, very open about that. Well, she was verbal about it. Well, yeah, she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't <laughs> open at all. I don't know uh, if she's doing a cow moon to let everybody know, but. Uh, to, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Selena Gomez uh, says she spent her late 20s contemplating suicide. Uh, quote, I thought the world would be better if I wasn't there. Selena's new documentary, Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me, hits Apple TV Plus today. You know, it's interesting to see how, you know, between, the, you know, that Jeanette McCurdy? Mm-hmm. I really want to talk to her. I hated that character on that. I, when my kids watched that show. I hated that character. Her the, character? Yeah. She was just kind of a, you know... Oh, she was like a, a wise crack and foil. Yeah, but you know what? The reason why she wasn't a good actress is because all the crap that she was going, dealing with uh, behind the scenes. This industry is not very kind no, it's, to people. It's, it's not. That's what, Yeah, and listen, Selena Gomez has done pretty well for herself. Yeah, it but... Was, in spite of all the things that she's had to deal with, she's done pretty damn well. She has, but I don't, you know, when people are dealing with anxiety and depression and all that stuff, it doesn't matter how much money you make. You can still uh, be trapped in that that mentality. Uh, when Elizabeth Banks was sweating in one of her elaborate costumes on the Hunger Games movie, Jennifer Lawrence held a fan under her dress to cool her off. Elizabeth says, quote, that's a sister. You're damn right about that. Yeah. Two chicks, you know, cooling each other down with fans. That's kind of hot. Don't you think? <laughs> well, not as hot as when the fans up there. Yeah. Uh, two black radio hosts uh, could block Kanye West from selling clothing with the phrase uh, "White Lives Matter" on it. They own the trademark and they're holding on to it, so he can't profit from it. That's actually pretty that's funny. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, he's he's stuck in a conundrum. <laughs> I'm sure he'll have something to say later. I'm sure he will. When Elizabeth Banks was... Uh, I'm sorry. We he did, did that, that one. When Netflix's uh, a new ad-supported tier has launched, but it's missing some t- big titles like Arrested Development, House of Cards, and Peaky Blinders. Netflix says it's because of licensing restrictions, but they're working on it. That does happen. Yeah. That's not that unusual. But, so, you know, if you're going to pay for it, you want to see everything. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel says he's uh, lost at least ha- half of his fans over his political stance, but back at the beginning of uh, the Trump era, he told ABC they could hire someone else if they didn't like what he was doing. And they didn't. Right, right, there you go. So, stood his ground. Well, I guess he doesn't really care because he's still making money either way, and uh, he didn't lose anything other than half of his audience. <laughs> but hey, haven't we all been there? Uh, Brian Luttrell is the richest Backstreet Boy. With an How'd esti- that happen? With, I don't know. With an estimated net worth of $45 million. And, Ow. I don't know. And A.J. McLean is the least wealthy with a mere $30 million. Oh, poor bastard. So they're all still, well, they're all, it's all, you know, 
probably the new tours and new albums and things like that that get him out there. But still, how did that guy get more money than anybody else? I don't know. Maybe he was just a little bit smarter with his uh, his backstreet dealings I guess than so. he was with the other ones. And then uh, we got the Kim Kardashian news. She uh, Kim Kardashian clapped back at fans for criticizing her outfits. Really? Yes. She must have had something to say. She said, oh my God, the last time I had this much clap back was when Ray J introduced me to Puss the Magic Dragon in that <laughs> sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Now, didn't he live by the sea? No, he just <laughs> smells like it. <laughs> Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, shot tadpoles at the moon. <laughs> I fushizzled the grundle butter. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I had her do some pearl catching with the dong flob. Gotcha. And uh, Kanye? All of my peanut trees all over my ranch out in Wyoming's are wet from all the rain we've been having. I got nut muck everywhere. <laughs> You ever try to ride around in nut muck in a Raptor? I have not. And you know what? what? Half of it's gone because that bitch took everything. <laughs> Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. Zace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it's always been my policy to avoid certain questionable activities that some men find to be perfectly acceptable. For example... In 56 years, I have not, nor will I ever, expose the contents of my pants without entering into a written contract deeming such activity to be welcome and consensual. I also have a personal policy not to use my valuable cell phone data plan to distribute digital images of any otherwise private area without a notarized document requesting such images pursuant to parties outside a profoundly small group of such qualified medical professionals or my wife. And even then, I require a five-day period of notification. The truth is, not every man in the world has these sort of exacting set of policies, but perhaps they should. For example, let's take a look at Joshua Prima, the recently released former first-round draft pick for the San Antonio Spurs. Joshua has recently been named in a lawsuit against the Spurs by the team's former clinical psychologist. In the lawsuit, Dr. Hillary Cawthon claims that the team intentionally ignored her complaints against Joshua Prima after he allegedly exposed his penis during sessions not once, but nine times. Now, I've been in therapy for years, and I have never taken my penis out during those sessions. And if I did, I don't think I would get a chance to do it a second time. And yet, the Spurs failed to act upon her documented complaints nine times. The Spurs have denied those allegations despite showing Joshua Prima the door last week. The team claims that these uh, complaints are from a disgruntled former employee. I would suggest that the reason she's a former disgruntled employee is because her employer would rather protect a first-round draft pick than a staff psychologist who was there to talk about feelings. And yet, as any mental health professional will tell you, whipping out your penis is no way to reach a therapeutic breakthrough. It is, on the other hand, a good way to end a session a few minutes early, but nine times? That's disgusting. And so are the Spurs for doing nothing about it for almost a full year. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Few chainsaws can ri- very few chainsaws can rival the performance and ri- reliability of a steel chainsaw. That's why you see the professionals like loggers and arborists use the orange and white chainsaws from steel. They're steel all the way. 
Get yourself a steal right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and nice today. A high of 70 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 74. It's uh, very foggy right now, so be careful out there driving because you only got about uh, maybe maybe uh, a, a tenth of a mile uh, visibility. Yeah, it ain't really great. sucks. It's uh, 44 in downtown Springfield. Uh, I don't know if any of you are aware of this, but uh, the Mayflower Marathon's got a brand new home. Did you know this? No. Uh, or did this sneak up on you? What is the Mayflower Marathon? Well, I don't know how to break this to you, Steve, but for 52 hours, you and I will be broadcasting from the South End Market at MGM Springfield uh, between uh, November 21st through the 23rd to raise food for the open pantry. Is any of this familiar to you? No, no, not really. You haven't done this 19 times in your life? Oh, is that what we were doing down there? <laughs> yes. That's ex- the last 17 years for me, anyway? That's exactly yeah, what right. they, they were doing. We've been telling you for a while now that the Springfield Thunderbirds have wanted to get involved in the Mayflower Marathon, but we've been kind of, you know, evasive about what that entails and what that is all about. Yesterday, they released a press release uh, officially telling everybody what exactly they're doing. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of moving parts to this, and it's, you know, we're... We're kind of blown away by how much they're 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 going to be a part of the Mayflower Marathon. You and I were down there yesterday, filming some things that'll be uh, that'll be displayed on their scoreboard during games during the month of November. Yeah, I'd like to talk about that in a minute, but uh, the rest of the things that they're doing is pretty damn awesome. The Springfield Thunderbirds announced today they'll be partnering uh, with Rock 102 at MGM Springfield for the annual Mayflower Marathon, an event that collects non-perishable food donations, benefiting the open pantry ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday season. Uh, fan, uh, Rock 102's morning show, Bax and Nate, Steve Nagel will be broadcasting live. You know all that stuff. Yep. Fans of Rock 102 and the Thunderbirds can stop by MGM with their non-perishable food donations anytime during the three-day three marathon with a chance to earn tickets to the Thunderbirds Mayflower Marathon night on November 23rd. So that's the Wednesday mm-hmm. of uh, Thanksgiving week after the marathon is officially over. The Thunderbirds are encouraging all fans to contribute non-perishable food items to the Mayflower Marathon at each November home game inside the Mass Mutual Center box office lobby. Items can also be dropped off anytime at the Thunderbirds front office during normal business hours, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, anytime before the marathon. Uh, Paul Picknelly, the Thunderbirds managing partner of the Springfield Thunderbirds, embrace any chance to support our community. The Mayflower Marathon has long been the most successful and celebrated charitable event in Springfield, and it was important to us to for the Thunderbirds to step in and support our partners at MGM. All right. For the first time, the marathon will culminate inside the Mass Mutual Center November 23rd when the T-Birds host the Hershey Bears uh, for Mayflower Marathon night. That evening, the marathon will be the focal point in the in-arena festivities, including involvement from Rock 102's Bax and Nagel, the Thunderbirds will be donating proceeds from a various in-game fundraisers to the Mayflower Marathon, such as the Bank ESB 5050, Chuck a Puck, and a customized Bax and Nagel T-Birds jersey raffle. Damn. As a bonus, a custom set of Thunderbird Mayflower Marathon cornhole boards autographed by us, Bax and Nagel, and the Thunderbirds team will be raffled off thanks to a donation by Rick's handcrafted cornhole boards. 
prior to the Mayflower Marathon Night of the T-Birds, Bax and Nagel will be on hand collecting donations in the, May, in the uh, Mass Mutual Center box office lobby on Saturday, November 19th from uh, 6 to 7 before the Thunderbirds play the Charlotte Checkers. Through the combination of donations accumulated throughout the month of the Mass Mutual Center at MGM during the three-day marathon, uh, okay, okay, yes, all all contributions will be going to the Open Pantry. And uh, there's some quotes here from uh, MGM uh, President uh, Chris Kelly and a bunch of other stuff. For more information, you can go to the the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds website, or tickets can also be purchased at uh, at their box office. So there's a lot going on uh, yeah. for that week, and this is a partnership that we are talking about uh, for many many years to come. So it's a great addition to the Mayflower Marathon, and thank you so much to the Springfield Thunderbirds and their managing partners and all their sponsors. We're getting on board. Yeah, they definitely have a, uh, a good team running that uh, that organization down there and uh, helping us out in every which way they can, which is awesome. More so for the open pantry than anybody else. Uh, you know, it's cool that uh, you know we're doing all these things for our egos, but 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 the real ultimate goal is for the open pantry. And I say that with the ego thing because <laughs> we're going to be up on the jumbotron. <laughs> I think that's so cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah, we recorded a bunch of stuff yesterday. I so yeah, and it was. I mean, it was, and we, you know, we're there with Screech, and it's a lot of fun. It's goofy as hell, but yeah. you know what? Uh, we had a blast doing it. It's goofy, and they get we walk in. Now you get you, you got to remember. There's a difference between TV people and radio people. I can't remember lines for the life of me, unless they're like written. <laughs> di- if somebody asked me to say something. Yeah, and I'm not ad libbing it, then then I then I screw it up multiple times, and I'm saying to this guy behind the camera, I'm like, "You sure you don't want us to do that again?" Because I can, as a, as an editor myself of audio, I can only imagine what video editing is like, and going, "That's going to take a long time to <laughs> those, edit." Those are a lot of mistakes. Uh, but we 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 hung out with Screech, mm-hmm. who didn't say much. No, he's very quiet, very to himself. His name is an anamonopoeia, <laughs> but he doesn't say anything. I thought he was going to like start jumping up and down and screaming, but he didn't. I think at one point he said, uh, excuse me, but it was kind of hard to hear exactly what was going on inside that big giant foam head. Was that Nate in the costume? No, it was not Nate in the Are costume. Are you sure? Yes, Nate no. was. I don't think Nate's ever been in the costume. Well, he should be. One, it would mess up his beautiful head of hair. Then two, I think his other people below nate yeah that uh, can can deal with that see there's a reason why i'm not screech because i'd be like saying off color things sure you would to to fans you know throughout the yeah you're gonna let that kid you're gonna let that kid have another cotton candy (laughs) kind of parent are you what are you gonna get a ninth beer tonight and they'd be coming over like steve Steve." i mean screech (laughs) screech calm down calm down these aren't your kids don't worry about it yeah uh, but uh, yeah, we uh, we had a great time doing that, and uh, I'm really looking forward to 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 seeing the outcome of that um, hard thing to put together for the, on their part. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. The in, in in all truthfulness, though, this is not about our egos at all. I mean, it's cool to be on the scoreboard. That's 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 very cool. But more importantly, for yourself, pal. well, yeah, I know. But but more importantly, the idea is to raise money for the open pantry. Yeah, yeah, hungry people, sure. Yeah, and this is a great way of doing it. The, the, a lot of creativity went into uh, into these uh, ideas. We think it's a fantastic partnership, and we're very very happy and very proud to be working with the uh, the Thunderbirds for this. Yes, and mostly our egos too. 
Well, I mean, the ego thing to me is not the primary driver. It may be for a narcissist like yourself, but you know, for me, who just is more concerned about the human condition uh, that uh, yeah, and how I can help personally, uh, then that's that's all that really matters. How can we help? The open pantry help with, themselves with our massive egos. Well, listen, whatever it takes to drive the bus. You know what I mean? If that's the if our if if the ego is yeah. the CDL license that gets us right, there, yeah. then fine, there fine, you go. I'll accept it. Yeah, but apparently your ego is a little bit uh, more concerned about how well you're going to look on the jumbotron. Unfortunately, oh, his name is Boomer. I forgot. Screech, Screech was the other Screech. one. Boomer. That's right. Damn it. Well, they're still, you know, in the bird family. Why would yeah, why did we call him Screech yesterday? Maybe that's why he was laughing so much. <laughs> I'm sure he gets it all the time. Yeah, he probably yeah, well, it's like, you know, uh it's like when the Darren Stevens when they replaced uh, Right. But at least that had the same name. They had the same name on the show. Yeah, it's it's kind of like when I accidentally said, you know, the, you're listening to the back Stephen Dave show. Or when you called uh Melvin Edwards, Melvin Jones. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was that, was, that was a mistake yeah, too. Yeah, but uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's six twenty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Six thirty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh boy, guess what's happened? I don't know. The Marriott is reopened in downtown Springfield. Get out your vacation points, kids, because you're going to be staying in a lovely Springfield, Massachusetts. Yeah, I know a couple people that were at the the, uh, opening ceremony yesterday, and they all said the same thing, that the improvements to the Marriott are fabulous. What? I didn't think there was anything wrong with it to begin with. Is it, Actually, was it just outdated? Is that what they're... Uh... Believe it or not, there are many people within the, the Marriott company mm. that believed that that particular location was kind of the most uh, neglected hotel in the Marriott chain. Huh. And so when, uh, when it was the Patel family... Took it over and wanted to get you know, to invest in that property. Apparently, everybody who was there yesterday said that what they've done is nothing short of spectacular. So yeah. good, good on them. People coming to Springfield for the Mass Mutual Center or MGM will now have another place to stay. And thanks to that place to stay, staying longer. That would mean tourists could also be investing in local businesses. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, nice to see. I remember uh, the only the only thing I I didn't care for, and I don't think it's Marriott's fault is the garage there because the garage is like you can't drive a truck in there you can't drive a pickup truck in that garage it's only a car right and one time i did a wedding down there and i tried to drive up the ramp and then all of a sudden these lights start flashing going get back up because they don't want you to hit the pipes in the ceiling but uh but they but didn't they tell you that there's a height restriction as you were driving up i mean weren't there signs that said there's so much clearance well, yeah, but sometimes, like in the MGM one, I can drive the truck right in there, and it says seven six or whatever. And every once in a while, my antenna mm-hmm. uh, will touch that thing. You that know, says, but uh, it doesn't scrape the top of the car off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but think about it. You know, when that uh, when that was built, that parking garage, who owned a truck? 
True. Now people own trucks and SUVs all over the place. Yeah. But, but back then, it was all uh, small economy cars. Yeah. I remember going to like Washington, D.C. about four, four or five years ago. And then, like, they're like, oh, you can park right in our garage here. Well, I have a truck. And then yeah. they're like, well, there's only one space that will fit that, and you're, and it's already taken. So I had to, like, park on the street at t- until 6 a.m. and then get up and go down and move the move the truck to another location. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, parking garages, mm-hmm. so yesterday we're at the, uh, the Thunderbirds yeah. offices, and they're, like, you know, actively tearing down what remains of that god-awful parking lot that's been in disrepair for 20 years. Yeah. If I worked over there... I would pull up a lawn chair and put it right there on the sidewalk and just sit and watch that thing come down. Yeah, they get to, to keep the dust down. They throw like a fire hose on it. Yeah. And they're spraying the dust so it doesn't uh, get all over the city and everything like that. When we were walking out, the, uh, the, the, the I, don't know what you, I don't know what you call it. I guess the crane is taking one of them steel, the remaining steel girders away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so freaking cool to yeah. see things being destroyed so that good things can be rebuilt what always amazes me is when you remove a structure like that from a location and you realize how small the area is yeah like it always seems bigger it's just perception of you know what because it goes up the structure goes up right so it looks a lot bigger than the and when you take the footprint away it's like the like the world trade center when they cleared that area away that's not a very big site. No, that's why they built up rather than out. Right, yeah. right. So it just amazes me. Like, I just uh, had that pool removed from my uh, backyard. Mm-hmm. It looks like nothing It looks like nothing now. It's yeah. just that small ring of sand and mulch <laughs> that yeah. i got to figure out what to do with. But, but that garage was a colossus of misery and inconvenience. And again, I'm surprised it didn't fall down on its own years ago. Apparently, it took a little bit more than just a push to take that thing down. I can't remember. I think it was about seven years ago that was the last time I was in there. I took the kids to see Disney on Ice. And uh, I can't believe he hasn't thought out yet. But either way, um, we're, we're driving. <laughs> I'm stuck in traffic inside of that garage because we were on, like, the fourth level. Oh, yeah. And... The traffic mostly was being caused by the police tape, caution tape that was marking off all of these areas that were unusable because of big cracks and 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 I large I, chunks I just, of concrete falling from the yeah, ceiling. I just remember sitting in there and having the car like shake as other cars moved, and I'm like, I don't know if we're gonna make it out of this thing. There have been a couple of times when I parked my car. And had to make the decision. Do I use the elevator or do I use the stairs? And every time, no matter which mm-hmm. option I chose, I always felt like it was a bad one. Yes. Yeah, either way, it's a, it's a death trap. Because if you can't maintain a parking space, how well are you maintaining an elevator? And how well are you maintaining uh, the stairwells? Probably not that know. well. I don't know. Not safe. Well, I'm those, glad to see that thing go. Those stairwells were also uh, used as uh, bum urinals. Yes, they were public restrooms. A uh, suspect has been arraigned in Springfield uh, Court in connection with a 56-year-old unresolved homicide yesterday. 73-year-old Donald Mars of Bedford, Mass., was arraigned in Hampton Superior Court for first-degree murder in connection with his alleged involvement in the 1966 homicide of Betty Lou Zukowski. According to a news release sent to 22 News from the Hampton County DA's office, He is being held without the right to bail, and his next court date is scheduled for May 23rd. 
On May 26 of 1966, Betty Lou left her home on Front Street in Chicopee around 6 p.m. after receiving a phone call that she told her mother was from one of her girlfriends. Her parents, Stanley and Mildred Zukowski, reported their daughter missing to the Chicopee Police Department after she failed to return home later that evening. Four days later, on Memorial Day of May 30, 1966, boys fishing in the Westfield River near in West Springfield near Robinson State Park located the body of Betty Lou. The chief medical examiner determined the cause of death was multiple blunt force uh, injuries to her head, a skull fracture, and terminal drowning. Her funeral was held on what would have been her 11th birthday of June uh, 2nd of 1966. Uh, two witnesses described whom they thought was the last person to have seen Betty Lou alive. The composite sketch was developed and released approximately a week after her body was found. Tips did not lead to the identity of the suspect, and the case went cold. Uh, I'm trying to... Th- There's no other details, though, there. No, right? they haven't released the the evidence that yeah. led them to uh, to arrest this guy. But, you know, this is now... How many cold cases has uh, the uh, the DA's office uh, solved? More so than anyone, any other DA that I can rem- uh, yeah. remember uh, bringing back and, I mean, and solving. A, or not solving, but at least getting leads into who a suspect was. A case that has been cold for more than half a century. Think about that. Mm-hmm. For half a century. And this guy living in, in Bedford, I'm not even sure where Bedford is, living in Bedford, He's already a registered sex offender. They've they've known this guy's whereabouts for a while, uh, in since uh, since '95 apparently. He's a level three sex offender, and now they've been able to attach this guy to this case. It's remarkable. It is. It is remarkable, and it's it, you know it just goes to show you that you know when when everybody says, well, you know what what are these people doing to fight crime and you know all this other stuff. There's there's so many workings going on in that DA's office. It's not just the stuff that's happening right now, you know, w- w- between thefts and murders and, and and assaults and things like that. It's all these things that happened years ago and, and unsolved crimes. And the kudos to the DA for for getting that done. Yeah, uh, guy doesn't look like a creep though. <laughs> oh, Anthony Galuni, he's not. No, a creep no, I'm not. No, Galuni doesn't look oh, like a creep. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Mr. Mars here. Well, that uh, that old picture of him makes him look like. Who was the guy that sang the Vatican rag? Tom Lehrer. Tom Lehrer. Yeah, he looks a little like Tom Lehrer. Yeah, in that, the uh, photo. The new photo of him looks like. Yeah. Ooh, boy, man, I, I think they caught me red-handed. Just uh, just when I thought I was getting away with it for the fifty seventh year. Uh, state alcohol regulators busted DoorDash and Uber Eats this weekend for delivering alcohol to Boston area college students. Students, mostly around 19 years old, ordered a, ordered and paid for the alcohol through the apps using fake out-of-state IDs. The food delivery drivers picked up alcohol at the Wild Duck Liquor Store and delivered it to the students, according to Treasurer Deb Goldberg's office, which oversees the ABCC. Uh, between Labor Day and Halloween, the ABC. C found over uh, 300 minors in possession of transporting alcoholic beverages, 40 adults getting uh, alcohol for minors, and about 100 individuals with fake IDs. In November of 2021, the ABCC investigator cited GoPuff, another food delivery app, for the sale and delivery of alcohol to over 20 underage college students in the Boston area. You know what? These kids today are so lazy. They can't go out to a bar and try to get in like we did back in the day. Back in my day, we didn't need a 3D printer to get a fake ID. Yeah. All back- you need is a guy with a whole bunch of glue. Yeah, back in my day, you didn't even need a fake ID. You just found a bar that was low on revenue, and you could go and sit in there, and they didn't care because somebody was buying their booze. Or you go in at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon just as the 
lunch crowd starts dying down. Then they'd serve nearly anybody, and we liked it. That was uh, there was a place in uh, in th- it's called the Thorndike Lounge that my my buddy Bruce used to take me to. Okay, because he was older, and then uh, but he was like, yeah, hey, yo, we'll get you into a bar out there, and we do this, uh, we do this like. <laughs> Palmer Munson bar tour. Ooh, that had, that had to be oh, thrilling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'd be like 19, and we'd be going into that uh, Thorndike Lounge, and uh, they had no uh, qualms about serving anybody over No. There. Hey, listen. And then I believe it got taken over by somebody else eventually. And they the feds, things. probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's usually what happened. But you didn't, you didn't need a fake ID. No, I actually, I mean, very, very rarely was they ever asked to produce an ID when I was underage. I mean, I wasn't under, I mean, I was, in a, I was kind of like not grandfathered in. I, I missed, see, when I was in school, the, 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 <laughs> the drinking age in Wisconsin was 19 mm-hmm. and they were just about to turn it to 21. And I missed the, the, uh, the cutoff right. by like a month. It was like really, really close. So I had to fashion a, a fake ID for like 30 days. Until I turned oh, 21. Poor you. I know. As if you weren't able to obtain alcohol any other method. There was no other way to do it. I've always, uh, and I've, I've said this before, I've always wanted to be approached by a kid outside of a liquor store. Hey, can you go get me some beer? And then take his money, go inside, buy root beer, put it in the brown paper bag, mm-hmm. and then rush out of the store like I'm like I just did something bad. <laughs> The and child then, with a 20 spot was not specific. Yeah, hand it to him, and boom, I got $15 profit in my pocket. Yeah. And plus, when they, what, plus whatever the kid gave me uh, to go get him the beer to begin with. Now, what would you do, uh, say, once the ambulance came after you got rolled for trying to shyster a kid? No, you tell him, hey, get out of here before the cops get here. I got this whole thing. I have these yeah. like fantasies in my head of how things should go. Yeah, fantasy is a good way to right, put it because right. I, I see what happens is like a tire iron comes out and you get kneecapped. I'm just I'm I'm like waiting to to give a scroogey to some kid that uh, thinks he's you know getting getting booze from me, but he's really only getting root beer. Yeah, no. If a kid asks you outside a liquor store to buy them booze, the answer has always got to be no. And I'll, and what I'll say is. You know, it'll be A and W or something like that. Right. And I'll be like, this ain't your father's root beer. Now get out of here. Because it wouldn't be your father's right. root beer because uh, that, that's it's not that stuff. It's not that stuff. Yeah. See, I got this mm. whole thing planned out. I don't know, Steve. I don't I don't think you've workshopped this quite enough. I could, uh, I could make a huge profit. This would not be one of the classes I would take in the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. No, this would be the class you would take. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think the... Curriculum has been fully formed yet. Well, uh, I guess you'll never gonna you're never gonna be a you're never gonna be ahead of the class in my stu- my school. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today foggy this morning, so be careful out there driving because the vis- visibility is uh, very low. High of seventy today. Uh, tomorrow sunny with a high of seventy four. It's forty six right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Oh yeah. Have you lost the only? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 650 in Queen. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Eventually, fog lifting and uh, sunny with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Open line Friday coming up a little bit later on this morning. Make sure you are prepared for that. Sometimes I don't realize, uh, you know, all these things I, I find out. I'm, I just turned 44 years old. And I just, I just, you start finding things out. And I'm like, why didn't I know this all along? Okay. And uh, right. 
I just learned yesterday about laundry stripping. Have you ever done this before? Laundry stripping. Do you know what it is? I don't. Okay, so you basically, you take a big giant bathtub or your bathtub or however big your bathtub is, you throw a bunch of clothes in there that you've been wearing for years. Right. And then you you use uh, washing soda, which it's like, uh, it's a different, it's not baking soda. Washing soda. Washing soda. It's like it's, it's like a, another it's a detergent. It's but it's a different chemical. It's like sodium chloride. Whatever, whatever the hell it is. It's different than what baking soda is. Okay. And then borax and a couple of there was a whole thing a list of ingredients that you put and you put that in the tub with your laundry, and it strips down all of the fabric softener and the soaps and all this other stuff. Off okay. Of it, and it turn and you basically. You take the clothes out after about four hours because you got to keep churning it. You got to like it's kind of like remind you of those old uh, like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory's mom who right. had that big paddle where she was stirring. I was going to say you mix it up with a boat oar. Yeah, it, it's kind of what they're what they're telling you to do with this stuff, and it's supposed to remove all of the old residue on your clothes. God bless you. Thank you. Yeah, that was a very silent snooze. I don't know how you <laughs> Turned did that. the microphone off and held my nose. Um, but so. It was just kind of interesting to me. I'm like, wow. I'm like, look at all the crap that comes. You know, this lady was showing on the video, like all the stuff that comes off your clothes. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I got this old Rock 102 t-shirt that the last time we got, or, or sweatshirt, the last time we got a Rock 102 sweatshirt was what, eight years ago? How old is that black one that we have? <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's probably eight years ago. Yeah, so uh, so we get, uh, we, 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 we finally got new new sweatshirts for the staff. And then we're also we're also getting some jackets, and our our promotions uh, director there, uh, Aaron Bueller, says sends out an email the other day. Says, "Hey everyone, we're ordering jackets for everyone uh, for for the holidays. Please let me know what size you want by next Thursday, which would be yesterday, right?" Okay. So then, uh, again, nobody does the all all staff response. Yeah, no, I was very clear to respond just just to Aaron. Yes, just to her. But one person always misses that, and it happened to be Dan Williams. And Dan Williams responds, I feel as though my career has come full circle. The last time I had an embroidered jacket was 1980 when I was working for WHYNAM. We had these cool embroidered jackets that said, Sound of the 80s. But back then... I was parking in the old Civic Center parking garage, and of course someone broke into my car and stole my embroidered jacket. Oh. Now, after all these years, I get another one. It's the circle of life. <laughs> Dan Williams. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I couldn't let this go without saying anything <laughs> to him. So I, I, I did a reply all as well. Sure. And I said... Hey, that's a great story about yesteryear, Grandpa, but what size jacket are you? <laughs> See, and, and that's the part that his great story missed. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, one, the, the, whole, one, the whole purpose of the email, he missed. The one question that she asked, what size are you, turned into this, oh, back in my day, Fred King was, uh, he was just a boy back then. He just turned twenty-one and got his ID. And then uh, John Quill was only was uh, was only at the ripe age of uh, ninety-six. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so did Dan respond to your uh, to that? Uh, when I came, 
I came downstairs like moments after I wrote that, and he's like, "Thanks a lot, you dick." <laughs> <laughs> Stealer, ruining my thunder. <laughs> he had this whole like, oh, nostalgia, yesteryear, memories, all squashed by Steve Nagel. Because I kind of picture myself yeah. one day uh, doing the exact same thing. Like oh, yeah. some little whippersnapper is going to say that to me and be a smart ass, and I'm going to have to sit down and take it just like he did. Oh, it's going to happen, yeah. and I, I hope I'm still alive to see it happen. But luckily, uh, Dan is a good sport, and he has a very good sense of humor. <laughs> it's 655 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As some of you know, the NFL franchise, formerly known as the Washington football team, has found itself in a bit of a pickle. On one hand, they are a dreadfully bad team that's currently sitting on the bottom of their divisional standings. They also happen to be owned by an insufferable jerk. By now, most of you have heard that there's been a growing swell of support for Commander's owner Dan Snyder to get the hell out of the NFL due to any number of questionable problems. Sexual harassment, racism, building a toxic work environment, and then there's the big one, running two sets of books. One for the NFL to see, and the other one that they're not supposed to know about. A few days ago, it was reported that owner Dan Snyder has been in contact with Bank of America to begin the proper proceedings that could facilitate a potential sale of the team. Now, obviously, Dan Snyder realizes that rumpus time is over and it might be time to divorce himself from mismanaging this once proud NFL franchise. But in doing so, there have been a couple of names that keep popping up as potential buyers for the Washington Commanders. And among those names would include Jay-Z, the billionaire husband of international singing singing sensation Beyonce, or Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, who happens to have $137 billion more than Jay-Z has. Now, obviously, these are two very rich men, both of whom could easily come up with enough capital to remove that idiot that's currently running the team into the ground. But who deserves it more? Well... I'm going to say it should go to Jay-Z. One, the dude is a very smart fella. But more importantly, I think there's a conflict of interest in giving it or selling it to Jeff Bezos. The guy owns Amazon, which means he owns Prime Video, which means there's a conflicting interest in the broadcast rights to Thursday Night Football games, which are now exclusively aired only on Prime. To me, that stinks, whereas Jay-Z offers no such conflict. He would also become the first minority owner in the NFL, which the league desperately lacks. He's also an intensely smart businessman who would be no less qualified than any of the other billionaires before they bought their NFL franchises. And if that means Dan Snyder gets out of football, then I would make that deal in a heartbeat. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. It's Power Tool Month at Rocky's. You're going to find great deals all month long in Milwaukee, DeWalt, and Craftsman. We talking power tools? You bet we're talking power tools, and we're talking about Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 710 and Rush. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny eventually once the fog clears away. And uh, tomorrow, sunny and a high of 74. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, Open Live Friday! Friday! 
1021. It is time for Open Line Friday. Remember I was telling you yesterday, uh, reading through all these headlines? I should, I should just read these headlines every day when I, when I get in here to show you what, what is being presented to me. Ready? Yeah. Man stabs neighbor's dog 20 times returns intending to hurt owner. Fentanyl killed three young members of a Texas town within 28 hours. Now their moms are taking on the devil. Suspect in fatal savage brutal driveway stabbing dies after drinking battery acid. An evil mother and her psychopath steroid abusing lover who beat and tortured her 15-year-old son to death have become the first dot, 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 because they don't have enough room to put the rest of that. You got to click through through that. (laughs) All right, 293-1021. The phones are blowing up. Keep your hate speech and your filth to yourself. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Rick from Chicopee. I just, good morning, guys. How are you? Very good, Good, Rick from Chicopee. We're back to Nagel and East Lawmeadow. Yes, I just wanted to mention that yesterday you mentioned about the Ed Sullivan show, the the theater itself. Yes. Mm -hmm. 400 seats. No, it doesn't seem like it would fit that many people. It's a a small little place. Yes, yes, it is. I have a friend of mine that worked back in the days, 1963, when the Beatles came in. Mm -hmm. He was there. He had to keep an eye on them. The restaurant across the street from the stadium before they did their first show at the Ed Sullivan show. And he's still alive. That would mean that the old, the, the city stage uh, is actually bigger. It's yeah, actually, yeah. That's actually yeah. a bigger theater than yeah, the Ed yeah. Sullivan Theater. 440 seats, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. All You're right. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Rock 102. Oh, come no, on. Man. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Nate from uh, Springfield, Mass. Hey, Nate. What's up? Nothing. Just uh, calling to say... You guys are awesome. Listen to you every morning, and you guys make my morning fantastic. Oh, thank All you very right. much, Nate. That's right. a nice thing you, for you to say. You can pay us back by bringing your canned goods down to a Thunderbirds game. How about that? <laughs> that sounds good. All right. Excellent. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? It's Maria. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm okay. Good morning. Good morning. What's um, up, Maria? I have a question about the uh, Mayflower Marathon. Okay, sure. I won't be able to uh, donate. I'm going for surgery on the 21st, so I can't get down to you this year. So can I do something else about getting the money to you or the food? So. Yeah, there, there's there's actually, I'm glad you asked this. There's actually plenty of ways you can do it. We'll be taking uh, donations online. And uh, and and typically what we do is we keep the, that link up on rock102.com throughout the weekend uh, past Thanksgiving. So if you can't do it on that Monday because you're having surgery by the end of the week, when you're hopefully home or you're, ava- you're more awake and more available, you can make your donation then on rock102.com. Okay, great. Okay, All right, great. And, and what kind of surgery are you going in for? I have ankle surgery. Oh, uh, what's yeah. your uh, social security number and your mother's maiden name <laughs> and your exact address, please? <laughs> don't answer him. Yeah, you don't don't answer that. That's a personal well, questions. Thank well, you. Very, thank you very much. Have a great day. All right. Good luck with your surgery too. Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is George from Connecticut. Hey, George, George? what's up? Not much. Hey, I had a question. When Steve, back in the day, uh, was always doing the Hollywood trash and then the Kim Kardashian piece at the end, Yeah, that's 
stopped for a while, and I always wanted to know why it stopped. Did it have anything to do with John absolutely hating him doing that at the end of it? No, it had nothing to do with anybody who was on the air here. It was all these decisions by these, luckily, people who don't work here anymore. Right. And uh, and then uh, so yeah. we, we brought it back because people love the oh, stupidest thing good. that I do is that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I, I've been listening for a long time, and that was, like, one of the things that I always enjoyed listening to the most. Yeah. And I, I, for, forever, I was just like, oh, I wonder if they got a lawsuit or if Kim actually caught wind that he's making fun of her and the entire the entire family and they had to stop. See, or if John just really hated it so much that the, he was like, listen, Steve, you got to stop or else I'm going to leave. No, you know, no. Listen, if if we stopped doing everything. I figured you won. If we stopped doing everything that John hated, we'd do nothing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and, and also, yeah, it, it, it was it was actually one of the things you mentioned that I had wished come true was that Kim Kardashian actually acknowledged <laughs> that I was saying these things. And uh, you know what? I just yeah. want to be part of that action. I want the clout. <laughs> I want. Yep. She's got the clap. I got the clout. There you go. That? Thanks for the call, yeah. George. All right, guys. Take care. All right, uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Andre from Where Man. <laughs> where, where man? man there man where man <laughs> what's up i just want to say thanks to steve for every time that uh that commercial comes on i keep thinking of that song yeah that he was mentioning yesterday yeah yeah i get excited to hear that song and then all of a sudden it's gone it's a mayfire marathon it's a, it's so I a, it, to mention uh sorry, go ahead. yeah well somebody you know it was funny because i was singing conga in my head the Gloria Estefan yeah. Miami Sound Machine song. <laughs> and uh, I was it's like, probably what? a typical thing every day, right? And, yeah, and I'm like, why am I singing that? And then uh, another guy in you know, texted me, he goes, uh, it, uh, that sounds like the conga every time uh, every time that plays. And I'm like, yes, that's why I was singing that in my head today. <laughs> all right. You're well, there you the go, only man. You're one. I mean, that'll be in my head all day. Thanks a lot. No, uh, you're no welcome. Problem. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, Joe from Agawam. Hey, Joe, what's up? Um, you were talking about the Civic Center. I mean, excuse me, the Bay State West parking garage. <laughs> yeah, yes. too small. Yeah. Uh, well, they found out after it was first built, they found out the hard way. You couldn't get an ambulance into the building. Some <laughs> poor guy was up on like the eighth floor. They wanted to get the ambulance up onto the top of the parking garage and get in, get to him faster. Couldn't do it. They found out that it was oh too low, and ambulances were much smaller in those days too. No kid, I didn't. I I had never heard that story. That's hilarious. Well, it's yeah, not hilarious exactly. if you're. It's not hilarious if you're on the eighth floor and you need to be taken to a hospital. Back to back in the seventies, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. And also, bring back the master thespian. All right, all right. It's all a right. it's a consideration. I'm going to need to have a little bit more support before we do that. Have you ever spoken with well, Dan Williams, sir? <laughs> Uh, I might have yeah. in the old days. Uh, you and him would have a hoot and blast of a good time. <laughs> Thank about I know a Mike Williams. I know a Mike Williams that used to work for you years back. Yeah, he was a railroad guy too. No, I didn't oh, know that. There you now. go. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right, bye. Okay, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm not waiting. All right. Rock One Hundred. Oh, come on now. Uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, I'm looking for Potato Head. Potato Head? What happened to Potato Head? I'll sell for Nagel. Can I buy your belt? I got to move a piano today. I don't know who he's trying to be. I don't know, but absolutely clever. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, guys. It's uh, down here in Hilton Head. Hey, Ed Hilton. 
Hey, Ed, down on the head, what's up? <laughs> Where's the anti-joke guy? Come on. Got to bring him back. I don't know where he is. Yeah, well, yeah. It, there's always a, you know, you never know. You never know. Hey, that may you, always reemerge. Can you guys uh, go and pick up a, a little order for me from the student prints and drive it down here? Appreciate hey, it. You know what? Head? I, I'm coming to Hilton Head in April. I'll, I'll bring it down to you. All right. I'll wait for you. All, All right. right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, Bob from Springfield. Hey, Bob. What's up? Hey, the uh, ask uh, ask the guys. The um, I noticed yesterday the Rock 102 van uh, on the door still has Bax and O'Brien on it. They should probably try to get a uh, auto body uh, uh, sponsor or advertiser to have it changed for them. Really, you think so? Yeah. Hey, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, how come that thing still has the Bax and O'Brien logo on the side of it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh well, try try to get a uh, yeah, you know, an advertiser, an auto body advertiser, and they'll uh, redo it for you. How's that? Yeah, well, that's that is a very clever idea, yeah. and I, I'm surprised that nobody upstairs has thought about that yet. <laughs> All right, you guys take care. We'll All right, you. okay, thank Bye. you. I believe that's going to be. I believe that's being done as we speak. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Rock 102. Good morning. Is this? Hey, this is Scott from Wilbraham. Hey, Scott, what's up? Baxi, just wanted to tell you, I, your view from the couch, man, that's that's spot on. It's articulate. It's fucking, I'm sorry. It's oh, right yeah, yeah, there you, you go. You, you had, had to, you had to I, go and When I say it, no I filth, what, what, is I, what do I mean by that? It means no filth. Well, I tried to retract it. It was very quick. Yeah, but you can't. You, once, the, once the toothpaste mm. is out of the tube, you're yeah. not shoving it back in. Uh, all right. I well, I, I, first I, of all, you're full of crap anyway. I've never heard anything articulate come out of the view from the couch. What are you talking about? What's that thing he says at well, the no, end no, of the view what, from the couch? What does he say at the end? Huh? What does he say at the end? What I wanted to, what I wanted to know was, does it, do, do you have writers? Is that all you? It's all me. <laughs> it's all me every oh, morning. That's great. Thank you, sir. Well, I appreciate good. it. The right thing, Steve, right point, buddy. Steve, the thing I say at the end of the view from the couch yeah. is, I'm Bax, and that's my view from the couch. Yeah, no, I'm talking about that other thing. All right, thank you very much for the call. There you go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Steve from Enfield. Hey, Steve, what's up? How are you guys? Good, what's up? How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? What's going on? Good, hey, whatever happened with O'Brien? Is is he going to be coming back, do you think, or what? No, I don't think so. I think he's he's in Florida and enjoying the hell out of himself. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I like I like I like when he's on your show. He's a good dude. Well, yeah, we we uh, that, that is not our decision to make. Yeah, and so I, I like the decision that Doofus Dave ain't on there anymore. All right. Oops. Well, very good. Well, oops, sorry. Oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for the call. All right. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate that. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Morning. This is Willie. Got a question for you. How come you guys don't use Wacky 102 anymore? Uh, we haven't used Wacky 102 since 1981, so I'm not really sure what... Yeah. Uh, it's the same year we gave up uh, inflatable mascots and satin jackets. Well, I still have an old hat that still says Wacky 102, and it's got the lightning bolt going through it. Yeah, a, a lot of hoarders have those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's you you might want to consider you know getting rid of it because that and a dollar gets you on a bus. Oh, okay. Well, uh-huh. thanks a lot. Have a good day. 
Uh, you never know. It could be worth six bucks. They, they, no, no one's going out of their way to buy that. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, Dave Miner. Dave, oh, Miner. Dave Miner. Dave Miner, home exterior improvements. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. I just want to reach out and, uh, you know, say thank you to everybody who uh, did the Dave Miner Mayflower match and uh, hope we have a great Mayflower marathon. Dave, I, you know, I, I'm just going to take the, a moment to, to buddy you up here a little bit. Uh, that that Mayflower Marathon match that uh, that you did was fantastic. That that raised more money than I think any of us were were expecting. So thank you very much for making that happen. Well, thank you guys, and I, I appreciate it doing it. And you know, giving back to the community is important to us. And uh, you know, I hope we have a great year this year. Dave Miner is on the level. Ooh, yeah, you see what I did? I just that? did a construction, construction joke. There you that? go. You How like about that? that? All right, Dave. We'll uh, we'll be talking to you soon. I'm sure. Thank you. Have a good have a good day, guys. All right, you too. How about that? Very good. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. What's up? I was calling up for uh, early registration. What for uh, Steve Nagel's College of Knowledge? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you want to join the College of Knowledge? What what uh, what are you having yeah, trouble with, there, son? Uh, I want to take How to Break the Law while I'm breaking the law. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, that's the first day. That's yeah, the first. Uh, the it, well, so you want to break multiple laws at once? Not yeah, but not get caught. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I'm sure Steve can help you. All, All you'd right. have to do is a simple application, yeah. and is there a fee? Yeah, five minute Great online class, fee. twenty bucks. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, well, we'll sign really. you up. All right, well, thank you very much. We appreciate thank it, you, gentlemen. All right, there you go. Well, so far, I'd How say, about that? apart from the profanity and. Ba-ba-ba-da! conversation about uh, personnel issues, I think we're doing pretty good. Well, I think we're always going to have to deal with those. Probably. 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny today, eventually, after the fog clears with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 74. 46 in downtown Springfield. Uh, we told you about the Mayflower Marathon and some of the stuff that the, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are doing. We're very, very excited about that. The Mayflower Marathon begins on Monday, November 21st at 6 a.m. It goes on to Wednesday, November 23rd at uh, just outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield. You, you can't miss us. Uh, the goal is to fill 348-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. They need your help, and we need your help to make it happen. Get your collection going now now at, uh, at work or at school or at home, around the neighborhood. You can even donate online at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, 413 Dumpsters, and more. You can get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. And uh, head to a Thunderbirds game because uh, you're going to see us up on the Jumbotron. Yeah, and they are, uh, they're they're collecting food for the Mayflower Marathon during every home game. Yeah. Actually, any time of day, any time during regular business hours, you can just stop by the box office and boom, drop a couple cans in the boxes. And it all goes to the Mayflower Marathon. And I, I even did one of those crazy Eddie uh, lines. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, we want we want to see these boxes overflowing. You know, see, it was, it was good. That's yeah. going to be up on the jumbotron. We man. we really uh, outperformed ourselves yesterday. We yeah. really we really truly did. Uh, see, my, my mother's never going to be able to see that now. She she was always hoping that yeah. uh, it would be up on a jumbotron. When are you going to be up on a jumbotron? These are the many disappointments now, of life. And now she's dead, and she's never going to see me up on the jumbotron. <sighs> 
I really brought that down to a. You gonna uh, kick that dented can down the street until uh, someone you know, gives you like a big bear hug and say it's okay, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Your mom would have wanted that's, it this that's way. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven twenty-eight. News is next on Rock One Hundred Two. Seven thirty-one. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Enfield police arrested a suspect in connection with the murder of Christopher Kennedy. On Thursday, 53-year-old John Wayne Narducci of Enfield was arraigned in court for the murder of 56-year-old Christopher Kennedy, according to a news release from Enfield Police Chief Alaric Fox. Around 2.37 a.m. on August 10th, officers were called to a report by a pedestrian of a body found in the gazebo on the Enfield Town Green. Police determined Kennedy was stabbed to death. So... They have a suspect in custody, and that's going to be what they're dealing with now. Uh, A suspect has been arraigned in Springfield District Court in connection with a 56-year-old unresolved homicide yesterday. 73-year-old Donald Mars of Bedford, Massachusetts, was arraigned in Hamden Superior Court for the first-degree murder in connection with his alleged involvement in the 1966 homicide of Betty Lou Zukowski, according to a news release sent from the Hamden DA's office. He's being held without the right to bail and his next court date is scheduled for May of uh, 1st of 2023. On May 26th of 1966, Betty Lou left her home on Front Street in Chicopee around 6 p.m. after receiving a phone call that she told her mother was from one of her girlfriends. Her parents, Stanley and Mildred Zukowski, reported their daughter missing to the Chicopee police after she failed to return home later that evening. Four days later, on Memorial Day of May 30th, boys fishing in the Westfield River in West Springfield near Robinson State Park located the body of Betty Lou. The chief medical examiner determined the cause of death was multiple blunt force injuries to the head, a skull fracture, and terminal drowning. Her funeral was held on what would have been her 11th birthday of June 2nd of 1966 at Holy Name Church in Chicopee. This is an this is an incredible it, story. It, it and, is, and you know, it's the kind of story that you would you, you at some point you'll probably see in a Dateline. You know, uh, 56 years it goes unresolved. <clears throat> They're not re- releasing what uh, evidence they they found to to arrest this guy. But, you know, he had been a, 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 a level three sex offender. They knew who he was. He was registered and they were able to draw the uh, the connections between this case and him. Unbelievable job. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, we've seen it uh, a few times now with this with with D.A. Galuni and uh, bringing solving or at least getting suspect information from unsolved cases. Yeah. Throughout the year. Uh, Gary Shera, the. Um, Lisa Ziegert murder. Lisa yeah. Ziegert murder. I mean, they don't release all the details just yet, but but they got stuff. Yeah. You you don't make an arrest, especially after fifty something years, unless you have something solid. Yeah. And uh, you know, and your suspect is still alive after fifty six years too. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, <clears throat> granted. I mean, he's. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you, for many police departments and uh you know d- district attorneys around the country you know some crimes go unresolved for this amount of time and you just have to assume they're never going to get solved if they haven't been solved yeah. yet it's never going to happen but the technology has changed so dramatically that it makes these cold cases you know potentially solvable this is this is it's great news yeah good on the uh, the da's office for that uh western mass news uh, is covering a situation in holyoke nails popping tires more people have shared their stories of their tires getting damaged uh we were coming home on canal street and it was just uh, right after we went over the tracks we heard a thud and a pss. 
and a large metal galunk. And our tire was going flat. It went flat, and we got a, we had to get a whole new tire, said uh, Lisa Partridge of Holyoke. Partridge reached out to after seeing uh, the report about nails damaging car tires on South Canal Street in Holyoke. She said it happened to her, too. Uh, she showed us the three-inch piece of metal. She said uh, popped a hole in her tire. The damage was beyond repair. The tire was 166 bucks, and we can't afford 166 bucks either. So if this was somebody's fault, I'd like to see them reimburse us. Uh, Brian uh, McGoffin of South Hadley said all four of his tires needed to be replaced oh, after driving on the same spot of Canal Street a week ago. Uh, expensive ride for sure. That was the way we normally come home. So uh, workers in one local business uh, told Western Mass News that this is a common problem on South Canal Street. Dump trucks and other large trucks brought scrap metal to and from local salvage uh, yards and dropped nails and other metal objects on the tracks. Meantime, McGoffin says he's just grateful that he's not alone in the situation. You know, the other people that uh, were getting these tires uh, popped out. It's highly convenient, though, that Rookie Tire is right there on South Canal Street. Well, I'm sure they're not dropping nails. I mean, I mean, there's always there's a better way to drum up business. No, but I'm just saying that's like easy business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, uh, hey, uh, yeah, that sucks that you had that done, but come on over here for great service and discount tires. <laughs> See, there, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, in in, uh, in in some respects, I suppose, uh, I mean, I don't really know Canal Street all that well, but uh, I suppose in some ways, uh, yeah, everyone, everyone benefits. You get new tires, and Brookie gets to sell them to you. There used to be an awning uh, at a side of one of the stores uh, down mm. on South Canal Street that said EBT Sandwiches. Now, I know that they were probably denoting that they not only serve sandwiches, but they accept EBT, but it just looked like they were selling something called an EBT Sandwich. Did you ever have an EBT sandwich? That's the the kind of a sandwich where you wish you had mo sandwich. Bow bow bow. An EBT sandwich. That's that's good. A car fire set off the fire suppression system at a West Springfield gas station. Firefighters were called to Sunny's convenience store on Westfield Road. Early Thursday afternoon, crews were able to quickly put out that fire. West Springfield Fire Lieutenant Tony Spear added that the gas pumps will be off until the system can be cleaned and recharged. Those uh, That happened to one of our bosses here years ago. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There was no, there was no fire, but something malfunctioned. It was, the, it was at the Sunoco station right up at the corner here on uh, right. North Main Street. Right, and uh, he was covered. In that stuff. In the foam. Yeah. It, it, it's foam, right? Yeah, and he had a really nice car, too. And the whole thing was just covered with, you know, with foam. Now, he's a great guy, but I always kind of laugh when somebody with a nice car like that gets it ruined. It is kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, it is kind of fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good times. I really like uh, but you know, things. But you know, Steve, yeah. all you, you know, if, uh, if you've got all that foam in your car and it's messing things up, you can go right through the car wash and it'll wash that stuff right off. I, you know what? I never asked him if that's what they did. I mean, I would like to think that they would offer. You, if your car were you know loaded with all that uh, that that fire foam, yeah, I would think you'd get a discount on the car wash. You would hope you would I get would a think discount you, on the maybe on a the free car wash. air freshener or uh, maybe an underbody flush. That would be yeah the undercarriage wash. Yes. they call it. 
That's the part of the car. I, that's the part of the chassis I like to be nice and clean. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I call it when I go take a shower. Got to go clean the undercarriage. <laughs> Got a hazmat situation going on down there. <laughs> that's disgusting. The uh, well, that you do your grilled cheese cheese speech every uh, year. At the yeah, Mayflower, that's right? that's that's an annual tradition. Is it going to be a tradition anymore now that we're being, uh, you know? Uh, we're moving up. Uh, I wonder, you know, status wise to you know, a much nicer place <clears throat> like the casino. Um, you know, maybe I should do like a, a poll question online. If I don't do it, will you miss it? Yeah, you should. Yeah, I mean, I could. We could. Uh, Listen, we we're could making all kinds of changes here. <laughs> we could change that. Yeah, right? I know. But yeah. there's something. There's something kind of fun about talking about how gross I am just before a U.S. congressman comes on the air with us. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something kind of nice about yeah talking about how disgusting my body has become over 52 hours, and to see that, and to, and to see the you know Richie Neal's eyes roll on the yeah. back of his head. Actually, the disgust that comes out of a U.S. congressman is worse than the grilled cheese speech. <laughs> you can just picture you can just picture yeah. it in your head when he started. Yeah, what's what's worse, the speech? Yeah. Or Richie Neal on the sh- on the show. Yeah, mm, it's, it's a tough, tough toss call. up. Yeah, it's a toss up. Uh, the f- festive holiday event at Foxborough's Gillette Stadium, known as the Magic of Lights, now has tickets on sale for what will be its third consecutive and last ever lights display. So why not? Bright Nights is going to have a big competition this year. <laughs> yeah, right. How come it's the last time we're doing it? Uh, I don't. I, I, this is what I, I'm just reading the story for the first time. As well, right. uh, this is what I do. I, I don't do any research, and I just uh, I'm so I like the element of surprise myself. That's reasonable. Yeah, the event, which is prevented by uh, presented by uh, Family Entertainment Live, is taking place daily from five to ten p.m. starting uh, next Friday, the 18th through Saturday. No, not next Friday, the 18th, which would be two Fridays from now. Uh, through Saturday, December 31st, with select dates coinciding with Patriots home games and being closed in addition to Christmas Eve and New Christmas Day. Magic of Lights is the family-friendly event that features festive... It's like Bright Nights. Yeah. Notable displays include its 200-foot-long enchanting tunnel of lights, Candy Cane Lane, Toyland, 12 Days of Christmas, Bigfoot Monster Truck, and prehistoric Christmas with life-sized dinosaurs. Can I be honest? Yeah. It sounds like a ripoff. Sounds it sounds like a pale version of what uh, Judy Matt and the Spirit of Springfield have been giving you bright nights for twenty some odd years. And tickets are you can pay between twenty three and forty dollars. Forty dollars? Get out of here with forty dollars! What is that? But there's no explanation of why this is going to be the last year ever. Because people are tired of paying forty dollars to go. Yeah, you can you can get. Uh, I think Bright Nights is only twenty bucks. Right? Yeah. yeah, by by comparison, it's a it's a hell of a bargain, and it's probably a better display in Forest Park, frankly. I would probably say yes, and for and you don't have to drive all the way to Gillette <laughs> to see all this stuff. Foxborough, my God, I would I'd be interested to go see it. You know, yeah, once, but I mean, you gotta get. You know, I mean, Foxborough is not uh, not a quick ride at night, right? Yeah, there's nothing there but shopping plazas and car dealerships and a gigantic football stadium. That's all Foxborough's got for you. Um, and a cheesecake factory. It's my yearly reminder to remind you of this, or a bi-yearly reminder. Daylight savings time ends this Sunday at 2 a.m. <sighs> now, had I had remembered this, I would have not had uh, a birthday party 
for an 11-year-old mm-hmm. with uh, five of her friends sleeping over the house, which means they now have an extra hour. You know, my right. mind's like, but- uh, listen, you pick up your kid by 7.15 a.m. and not a minute later. <laughs> And remember, pick up your child one yeah. hour earlier. Yeah, I get up early every day. Pancakes will be served by 5.55. <laughs> These kids better be up. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. Uh, How many kids? You having five kids? It's five, you said? Five, I believe. Yeah. Five kids and Barry Krieger's coming to your house. Five kids plus my two kids. That's seven kids. It's seven kids. Yeah, seven kids. So it's not like three kids and your kids. No, and it's, Barry and Barry Krieger is not sleeping over. Are you sure? He's only coming for the food. Because I've been Even build- with his Holly Hobby uh, sleeping I, bag. I've been building them up with these burnt ends that I want to make on the smoker over the weekend. What, what are you using? You're using brisket? Or uh, pork belly. Pork belly. Nice. Yes. Yes. Uh, my nice. trainer gave me the recipe the other day on how to do these things, and uh, it doesn't seem as hard as uh, I thought it would be. I do love a pork belly. Pork. Which they use to make bacon, which you would find in a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. Pork bellies, Mortimer. <laughs> uh, this could be the last time we ever fall back. Okay. In March, the Senate passed the Sunshine Protection Act that would make daylight saving time permanent. So the next time we spring forward, we might never shift back. But it's far from a sure thing. Here's where it all stands. The House of Representatives still hasn't voted on the bill. Until it's passed in the House, nothing happens, and we keep shifting the clocks twice a year. A report in July said it hit a brick wall in the House based on, quote, fundamental disagreements over its language. But it's also on the back burner because of things like inflation are considered more pressing. Mm. Uh, even if the House does pass the bill, the president has to sign off it, sign off on it. It's not clear if Joe Biden would do that or not. Uh, what we do know for sure is that we'll be springing forward on March 12th next year. The question is whether we do it again in November. <sighs> well, I am hoping that we uh, we get rid of this. I listen. I I've been saying this for years. I don't understand this. And what would happen if we didn't do it? Would it be darker? Uh, so the the sun, it's getting, the days are getting shorter now, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it gets dark around 6.15, 6.30. Right. And then if we fall back, then it's going to get dark by 5 o'clock next week. True. What are, what are you doing over there? I was trying to play, was trying to play uh, Bill Withers Ain't No Sunshine, but I don't know what the hell's going on Well, here. we don't really have time yeah, for that. I suppose not. But uh, you know what? We'll save this uh, debate for another time. How about that? What is playing on? I, I Is it playing on your phone? I think it's playing on my phone. Or your watch. I don't even know. Where is that coming from? I don't know, but I'm killing it right now. Where is that noise, damn it? It's coming from my phone. I don't want I mean, I, I mean my watch. I don't know why that's happening. Apple integrating all this stuff. It's, uh, hey, by the way, it's 46 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When the snow starts flying, are you ready to get to work? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 750. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny eventually after the fog clears and a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 74. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Yo, if you missed any uh, any portion of the Bax and Nagel show, check out the daily podcast. Excuse me. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week has been Rozzy Crane, an upcoming uh, emerging artist who uh, is about to explode. She's worked with all kinds of... Uh, 
different people. But next week, I'm going to be talking to Steve Longo. He is a, a drummer who has played with Joe Walsh and Richie Blackmore of, uh, of Deep Purple, Todd Rundgren, Robin Zander from Cheap Trick. He was also the best friend of John Entwistle from The Who, and he's just produced a brand-new compilation of, of demos and unreleased tracks called John Entwistle Oxzoomed. It's actually a really cool compilation of, uh, of stuff that many Who fans have never, ever heard before, including some stuff he had done with, uh, with Keith Moon, solo stuff. So uh, that's going to come up on Monday on rock102.com. How about we get the band fired up right now? Do it. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. We have a band right behind us. The hell we do. in the corner in the studio. Can't afford a band. Uh, clip number one. Uh, the uh, Justice Department announced the first national takedown of a criminal enterprise stealing catalytic converters off vehicles. One of the alleged criminals was taken uh, taken in was Navan Khanna from New Jersey, who posted a picture of a catalytic converter-style necklace on his Instagram account. And it has a winking emoji. Here's a police officer explaining why these car parts are so valuable. Some of the metals are $26,000 an ounce. You can see why, you know, it's very expensive repair to make, number one. But number two, why it's such a common crime. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it's it's the all stuff. the precious metals inside It's what's of it. inside of it that counts. We knew that already. Why did we need that explained to I, us? I, I don't know. You're the one who... Who chose that clip? Well, the, the, well, when I read the story yesterday, I didn't realize. I thought they just bring the catalytic converters to the junkyard and they get the money for it. No, they strip them down, take mm-hmm. out the valuable metal that's inside, because I think the outside is just like aluminum or whatever the hell yeah. it is, and then uh, then they get the real good stuff they on get, the inside. They get the good stuff on the inside. If you have enough of it, it's worth yeah. real cash on the on the uh, on the black market. Because my question has always been, well, how come these uh, these junkyard uh, dealers don't uh, say, hey, what the hell are you doing? Uh, where'd you get all? these because they're just bringing the metal so right. it's just scrap now you bring you know uh, f- uh 200 brand new manhole covers to a junkyard uh, <laughs> no questions y- asked no but you sh- but you should be asking questions when that comes in yeah, listen yeah. Yeah. sometimes when you got that much exposure to a manhole you just don't uh, you don't bother to ask a whole lot of questions uh a cat in philadelphia here's clip number two was rescued from the train tracks thanks to a public transport worker who spotted the cat the only reason the worker was in that area because of the world series here's uh philadelphia animal welfare society worker laura foley thanking the phillies for saving edgar the cat he was there because of this world series he was assigned to that station to make sure something was in line for all the extra traffic that night thank you for the phillies um but thank did you the cat the- have a ticket how about thanks for the worker that saved the cat? I know I understand what you're getting at, that the worker wouldn't have been there without the Phillies, mm-hmm. but the worker... Saved the cat. The worker could have been like, cat, good luck, buddy. Go touch that third rail over there. <laughs> See what happens Lick here. this wire, kit. Yeah. Uh, clip number three. Two police officers in Canada were... I believe they're called the Canadian... What do they call them? Mounties? Mounties. The Mounties. We're on the side of the uh, highway filming a PSA about speeding. The officer inside his patrol car pointed out his radar gun or pointed his radar gun at the road as if on cue, somebody flew by doing 167 kilometers per hour, which is only like 103. Still. Yeah. It's still a little bit above their speed limit. He took off uh, in pursuit and the officer who was filming him uh, turned the camera on himself and gave a final comment. We're just doing some speed enforcement here. Uh, traffic is pretty uh, steady. Uh, about half an hour ago, I had someone going 169 kilometers an hour in the posted 100 zone. 
Ooh, 167. Go. Uh, end, end of the PSA. Oh, gotta go. Yeah. I promise you. <laughs> that was not planned. That just happened right now. See, that was like when uh, Mayor Dom Dom was talking about all those dirt bikes and they bought that ATV that goes through the woods. Yep. And then as they're doing the report for the ATV, dirt bike riders go through the city and then Mayor Dom Dom <laughs> goes, Springfield Mounties, go! And they all went out and they chased after the dirt bike rider. But did they ever catch up with him? No. Yeah. You go get that son of a gun on that, on that bike and bring him back here. Ooh, oh, that was me. That was That's uh, my quite thing. all right. But uh, there you go. See, there you have it. Yeah, see, it always happens uh, when you <laughs> when you're least expecting it. But you know, you got to think that uh, you know that guy probably saw the police on the side of the road, yeah. and then st- decided to gun it. Yeah, because he's like, oh, they're going to do a PSA. They got the speed gun out there. There's TV cameras. Let's go. They'll never catch baby. me alive. <laughs> it's uh, 7:55, and that is now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be eventually sunny after the fog clears and a high of 70. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 74. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, thanks to everybody who came out last night to uh, to Nathan Bills for that uh, celebrity bartending event for uh, for Huntington's disease, Meg's Fight for a Cure. I got to tell you, that place was hopping yesterday. It was jammed. And I don't know if it's... uh, because it was, uh, you know, not only just a great cause, which it is, but, you know, when they have celebrity bartending events around the area, you sometimes question, hey, where are the celebrities in this whole thing? Well, last night, I got to tell you, that place was crawling with uh, Springfield glitterati and celebutards. Like, I've never seen any of these events. All right. Get a load of this. Yesterday, I go there and I see... Uh, I see uh, Angelo Pupolo. Don't get any better than big Angelo Pupolo, right? Actually, uh, of all the politicians around, I like him the best. Angelo? Mm-hmm. Angelo? He's done quite a bit. Uh, a lot of his efforts for uh, community-based programs and what? stuff. What? Yeah, I'm serious. He's we talking a- about the same guy? Angelo Pupolo, yeah. Uh, the mayor of Springfield, Dominic J. Sarno. Maya Dom Dom. Now I was so we I got there a little bit early because my shift didn't begin until six thirty. So mm-hmm. I got there like a let's say like ten to five. Yeah. To have some uh, something to eat before I went in there and rambunctiously shook people down for money. Uh, so I, I he came in, did his shift, and left before I had a chance to say hi. So he was oh, in and out the door. You, you know, know what? He, you know what? He's so busy though. I don't think that was his only event last night. To be honest, I think that was just you know he does one thing. Goes off to another thing. Does probably one more thing before he finally calls it a night. But he was there, along with uh, Cheryl Claprood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Kochi was mm-hmm. there. Uh, you had uh, Bud Williams. You imagine ordering a Bud from Bud. A Bud Light from Bud. How cool would that be? What that, a thrill. That would confuse the crap out of him. What an absolute thrill. I am Bud. Uh, Daryl Gibbs owns Bumpies up here in, uh, in East Long Meadow. I'm sorry, what's Bumpy's? Oh, Bumpy's is like a small uh, 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 like grocery store right oh. off of uh, of Harkins. Actually, it's it's, it's Springfield, yeah. Okay, I, the first time I'm hearing of this. Well, I used to play softball <clears throat> with, his, with his brother Tony for years. It's the oh. first time I met Daryl. And I said, hey, Daryl, I'm Bax. Used to play softball with, uh, with, your, with your brother Tony. Oh, and with uh, Gordy Weissman from Gus and Paul's. Like, 
that's the guy. All right, so what is it? It's a grocery store? Yeah, it's a little it's a little grocery store, all healthy foods inside. Pretty cool little place. I first time I'm hearing it. We're on Harkness Avenue? Uh yeah, as at, at Harkness where, you know, at the end of it, you know, right uh, by where Gus and Paul's used to be and uh and like that, right right there in the corner. Was that a clothing shop at, <clears throat> at some point? No, the the clothing shop is still there. Okay. It's across the street from it. Okay, I, I've never, I didn't even notice. Well, it, there so, you go. Uh, well, I haven't been over that area in a while, but uh, I'll, I'll go check it out. BJ Calvi was there. Costco. Calvi. Costco Calvi. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim Allen, not the actor or uh, comedian. City councilor Tim Allen. He didn't grunt. He he did not. A uh, couple of other people that I did not know. Mm-hmm. Me, Will Reichelt. And Mr. Barry Krieger. I don't know how you stuff that's a that star many. Stud, that's like a star-studded lineup. Sometimes you go to these things and they're like, celebrity bartender. And you're like, we have Bill, who's, uh, who's, the, who's the bank teller down at Citizens Bank. <laughs> He's the, assistant, to the assistant of the general manager of a bank. Right. Right, right. exactly. Yeah, look at you on the yeah. full uh, star-studded event. Like you got a bunch what? of like insurance agents doing, uh, you know, doing bartending. So my question is, what were you doing there? Well, see, uh, I, you, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, after Barry, nobody else really matters, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's always been my belief that if you really want to shake people down for money, for a good, worthwhile cause, and this one absolutely was. Known this family for a good long period of time, mm-hmm. very uh, connected to the cause, and so I was happy to be there. But I find that the people who are bartending can only really focus on the people who are at the bar. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been in Nathan Bills. It's a sizable joint, yeah. right? You got people behind the, you know, in front of the bar and all, all those tables. Mm-hmm. You got tables of people eating, you know, on the other on the other side. Well, no one goes to those people and tries to, uh, you know, manhandle them for a few bucks until I arrive, and then that is my job. Two, I uh, I asked Joe Sullivan, the owner of, uh, of Nathan Bills, hey, can I get a bucket? He said, sure. How big your bucket? I said, like any bucket. So he gives me a bucket. And I grabbed. What size bucket was it? Was it like a the Homer size bucket from Home Depot? No, well, you wouldn't be carrying that anyway because uh, you got Rocky's Ace Hardware down the street. Well, I, I, yeah. I, exactly, I would yeah. not. There would be no conflict right. there. But uh, no, it was like a like if you bought like a like a six pack of beer, like a bucket of beer. Okay, one of those buckets. Gotcha. And a muddle. I grabbed the muddle because I'm pretty sure that no one was going to ask Barry Krieger for a mojito. Yeah, you know, his father was a muddle. His father was a muddle. What did I say? Anyway, so I grab the uh, the muddle, right, mm-hmm. and I go outside the bar, and I do a couple passes mm-hmm. around the entire restaurant, yeah. through the bar, up and down, every table, every every stool. Everybody gets accosted by me, and I'm banging on this bucket with the muddle to let everybody know that those freeloaders who aren't near the mm-hmm. <laughs> who aren't near the bar are going to get hit up for a few bucks. Mm-hmm. The only way to really make money. So your annoyance as a, a bucket banger, oh my god, if you will, absolutely uh, is the thing that kind of hoisted them up to another level. What are you trying raising? Here's here's my tactic, right? Yes, there's there's annoyance, but there's also public shaming. So for example, let's say I go to a table and it's got five people there. Okay, just the, just a random number. And I start to go, hey, how about a few more bucks for the cause, you, you dirty, filthy layabouts? And one guy grabs his wallet. 
I will be more than kind to that guy who pulled out his wallet yeah. to give me a five dollar bill Ooh, look at that. or a ten dollar bill yeah. or what even if it's like even if it's just like a couple of ones he was the first one to grab his wallet but then what i will do is i will shame everybody else around the table like oh this guy's got the money but mm. you came to an event without any cash yeah is that how this is gonna be and what happens is i embarrass everybody to such a degree that they reach for their wallet and they put in a few bucks and there's always one guy at the table says, "All right, fine. I don't want to be seen as the cheap, slow guy on the on the uptake." And he'll donate like a twenty dollar bill, yeah, because he doesn't want to be seen as the the cheap idiot on the table. So what happens is, by the end of those two passes, I have filled said bucket with hard cold cash. Now it's a thirty minute shift. It's all it took to, for, for me to do. Uh, to fill up this bucket because the place was jamming i mean it was like it was like it was absolutely packed and so i get back to the bar and i see barry and i show him my bucket I'm like hey barry here's my bucket how'd you guys do and their buckets are only you know filled with just you know whatever the tips were and here i am with a bucket and barry's like you the man he's like no barry you're the man i just got more money than you that's the difference and I'm telling you, yeah. if that's the way you're going to go about trying to get money for a worthwhile cause, which this one was, that's what you got to do. I uh, I believe uh, I believe this is the song that was playing because okay. of you, in fact. That's right. I'm Mr. Bucket. I'm Mr. Bucket. Kosher balls in my top by Mr. Bucket. Out of my mouth, I will pop by Mr. Bucket. Walk in the room by Mr. Bucket. Were anybody, anybody putting balls in your, in nope, your head nope, no and one was, you're nope. spitting them out of your mouth? Nope, not, not this time. Mr. Bucket Balls? Not this time, but it took a whole lot of balls to go around that bu- that building, I'll tell you. I think you were just as popular as Mr. Bucket. I saw a lot of people I knew there. Uh, a lot of people uh, showed up and, uh, you know, we're not bartending, but they were uh, they were showing support. For that place, yeah. For that cause, fantastic. I, I uh, I've been t- I've been uh, taking lessons from you uh, to do this kind of thing, and that's exactly what I told you. That's what I did at uh, Fieldcrest Brewing a couple of weeks ago when we did that uh, Real Men in Pink fundraiser, and it works. It works, and it does make other people feel very uncomfortable at the table when you're <laughs> like some and like same thing, similar situation happened. A guy whips out a twenty, throws it in the bucket, <laughs> and then everybody else is like, "I have a dollar," you know, like. But and listen. It, Every bit counts of course when, it, it when you're doing that. I'm not shaming you for that. But it's not me actually doing the shaming. It's the guy who whipped out the 20 to that's show a, everybody, hey, that's Daddy ex- Warbucks is over here. What do you bitches got? Huh? That's exactly right. Yeah. It, the, uh, the the name of the charity, by the way, is uh, Meg's Fight for a Cure. It's uh, for, uh, for families dealing with the Huntington's disease, which if you know anything about it, it is a horrible condition. Yeah. And uh, the Conselmo family was looking for help last night. And we've known uh, Kinzer Conselmo for many, many years. And so uh, thanks to everybody that showed up. But you can still donate to that cause. Meg's Fight for a Cure. Well, good job to all you uh, celebrities uh, out there that raised the money and uh, helped us uh, you, fight. You couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a local celebrity. You just couldn't. They, they, they I, I got, I've never seen. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, we, we, uh, kind of joke, but I've, I've really never seen them pack as many local celebrities into one of these things than they, they did last night. They at, did a really good job at, w- at one time. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Usually, it's like you know, somebody who's notable and a bunch of uh, people that no one have ever heard of before, but a bunch of you know, city councilors and local. 
uh, you, you know, local you know, lawyers and right. business owners. It was very well done. You know what I used to do uh, in the early days of when I was doing Jack and Jill's. You know, uh, you know when you have a fifty-fifty raffle. Yeah, and then whoever obviously it's fifty percent of the take you got from the from from the ticket sales. Uh, I would guilt the person who won into giving it back to the couple. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. By like almost a public flogging esque type uh, thing, where I would have the money in my hand, yeah, and then, uh, hand it to the person, and I'm like. But a real friend would give it back, wouldn't they? And I would just, and every people would be like, "Yeah, give it back, give it back." And then they, and then the person would be guilted into giving it back. And then, uh, and then I learned my uh, my lesson one time when I realized that this person really needed the money. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I kind of feel bad because they came with good intentions to help out this mm-hmm. couple. They did what they were supposed to do. They won fair and square, and here I am shaming them. Uh, even though they really couldn't afford a ticket to this thing. Well, probably a good example of uh, of of just that. Uh, next week is the Bright Nights Ball mm-hmm. at uh, at MGM, and you know we're we're both going to go, and we're you know I'm I'm bringing uh, Jenny, you're bringing your uh, your your girlfriend, and it's going to be a nice night. It always is a nice night, but they have a fifty fifty raffle too. Yeah, and the fifty fifty raffle, hundred dollars, hundred dollars <laughs> per ticket. So you know, by the end of the night, you know that thing gets split, and it could be a couple grand. Yeah, that well, you could win. I'm going to buy one of those tickets. Absolutely. It, listen, I mean, you think about you know how many people are there? Five hundred people. Uh, actually, there's going to be more this year than ever before. So yeah, it could be five, six hundred people. All right. So still, I mean, you talk about trying to win the Powerball. That's a one in three hundred million <laughs> chance. Even if there was seven hundred people yeah. at this thing. You're only talking a one in seven hundred chance, and and that's if everybody bought one. It's really one in however many people bought yeah. a ticket. So so here's the thing. So there was a, there's been a couple of times when the fifty fifty raffle winner mm-hmm. wins, and if it's someone who's got a lot of money to begin with, then they give it back. Then then they wind up giving it back. And I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna shame anybody. But I think you people know who you are. You gave it back because you thought that was the right thing to do. But uh, last year, uh, my wife and I are sitting there, and we bought a ticket for the 50-50 raffle, and we both agreed, listen, if we win, we are not giving that money back. No. We no, are keeping that for absolutely. ourselves. Because that's what Baxendales do. Listen, for the amount of money I just spent on a shirt and pants the other day, for, uh, because I'm not <laughs> as fat as I used to be, Yeah, I had to buy a, a new pair of pants and a, and a shirt for this uh, shindig, and mm-hmm. uh, that set me back uh, quite a bit of money. Well, I got to tell you, I, I'm going to have to go and get fitted probably today, because yeah. for whatever reason... Uh, the tuxedo that I bought, yeah, has shrunk a little bit, and oh, really? uh, I don't know how that happened. But maybe, uh, maybe it, we should trade tuxes. Uh, you're a little bit more broad-shouldered than me. Well, you'd have to you'd have to shorten up the legs. Yes, I <laughs> definitely. I, although I think I could still squeeze into the pants. You can squeeze into the pants. Pants I could squeeze. You know, they're they're adjustable. They weren't. Uh, you know, I wasn't popping them back then. They're a size ninety-eight. Will that work? Man, that might be a little tough. Might be a little, <laughs> be a little bit snug. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to look like a package of little smokies. No, I really, I really don't. But I do, I do want something that's going to uh, hug and accentuate my succulent curves. Uh, you know what? Once you get all dressed up, uh, you you look fantastic. Yeah, I know. But yeah. that's uh, that's just the thing. But nevertheless, if I we win, we if have I, taken it. If I win, I'm not sharing it with you at all. No, why would you? I wouldn't share it with you. 
And it's nothing personal. It's just that I want the money. Okay. Yeah. Works for me. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not willing to share. Sorry. Yeah, we'll go down to the uh, Stonewall Tavern and buy everybody around down there. I don't think that's open anymore. Oh, I know, because it's a nice place, right? Uh, it was a nice place. Sure was. Yeah. It's 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Foot. It's uh, 827 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The New England Patriot, uh, Patriot season is going on, as you are very well aware. The Patriots will host the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. Our pregame begins at 10 a.m., with kickoff scheduled for one, and there's also the postgame wrap-up. Join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. You know, uh, I don't want to say much about this right now, but, uh, you know, we did that story about the superintendent of schools over in Palmer, uh, Gardner. Yeah. Uh, her name was, and, and all these... Uh, Still is her name. Well, well, she's no longer Superintendent Gardner. She's former Superintendent Former Superintendent Gardner. Gardner. And... Uh, I've this is I, I've gotten a second email now this week uh, that we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna wind up addressing this uh, probably within the next week or so. But there's a lot of moving parts to it, right? And it's unbelievable some of the stories that are coming out of this uh, parent versus superintendent debacle, and not just the superintendent, but the school district as a whole. So uh, I don't want to say too much because I need to really read. Uh, a lot more about this, mm-hmm. but it's a uh, it's a it's a little uh, shocking that people would be treated this way as a taxpayer and a person who has children that go to that school. Right. So uh, we'll we'll dive into that. I'm going to do a little research over the weekend, and we'll see if we can dive into that uh, next week. Sometime. It's also not really just one parent either, no, and that's the thing. It's and and I'm the it's it's about a dozen parents that have come forward. At least, yeah. But there's there's more stories than that. So you tend to you tend to believe people a lot more. And not to say that one person's story wouldn't be valid or believable. But if the behavior is corroborated with other, yeah, 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 then know. then you then you start thinking, huh? Well, maybe they uh, maybe they did the right thing in having her leave. Yeah, or well, but but it seems to be that the, the, there's continuing issues. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll I'll read up more about it and uh, dive into it, and we can we can start talking about that in a little little bit next week. All right, sounds good. We have news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your 8:32 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. A suspect has been arraigned in Springfield Court in connection with a 56-year-old unresolved homicide yesterday. 73-year-old Donald Mars of Bedford was arraigned in Hanman Superior Court for first-degree murder in connection with his alleged involvement in the 1966 homicide of Betty Lou Zukowski. That's according to a news release from the Hamden DA's office. He's being held without the right to bail, and his next court date is scheduled for May 1st. On May 26th of 1966, Betty Lou left her home on Front Street in Chicopee around 6 p.m. After receiving a phone call that she uh, told her mother uh, was from one of her girlfriends, her parents, Stanley and Mildred Zukowski, reported their daughter missing to the Chicopee police after she failed to return home later that evening. Four days later, on Memorial Day of May, uh, 19, May 30th of 1966, boys fishing in the Westfield River in West Springfield near Robinson State Park located the body of Betty Lou. The chief medical examiner determined the cause of death was multiple blunt force injuries to her head, a skull fracture, and terminal drowning, and her funeral was held on what would have been her 11th birthday, which was June 2nd of 1966 at Holy Name Church in Chicopee. Uh, Two witnesses described who they thought the last person to have seen Betty Lou alive. 
this composite sketch uh, that they have online was developed and released approximately a week after her body was found. Tips did not lead to identify a suspect, and the case went cold. Good job on the DA's office yeah. here. I mean, this it, one. You know, I mean, I, I, it would be great if every cold case could be solved, but you know, the technology and the advances and DNA evidence and and uh, and and stuff like that is is remarkable. So when you hear of a story that has been cold for half a century, more than half a century. It's remarkable work. Absolutely. Uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds announced yesterday that uh, they will be partnering with us, Rock 102 and MGM Springfield, for the annual Mayflower Marathon. The event collects non-perishable food donations. We, do we need to really read this? Or? Well, yeah, make the most of it. Uh, benefiting the uh, open pantry ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday season and starting Monday, November 21st through Wednesday, November 23rd. People can stop by MGM with their non-perishable food donations and earn tickets to the Thunderbirds Mayflower Marathon night, which is happening on the 23rd. Which is that Wednesday night before yeah. Thanksgiving. The uh, Springfield Thunderbirds embrace any chance to support our community, said Thunderbirds managing partner Paul Pignelli. The Mayflower Marathon has been long one of the most successful and celebrated charitable efforts in Springfield, and it was important to us and the Thunderbirds to step up and support our partners at MGM Springfield and Rock 102 to elevate the Mayflower Marathon to even greater heights. Now, I fully expect to be blind with exhaustion by that Wednesday night. Yes. I fully expect it. Uh, and I've let everybody know, listen, uh, expect the very least from us, but we will be there because we are very, very excited about the opportunity to work with them to raise even more funds for the uh, the Mayflower Marathon. It's going to be a great, great night, and I'm so happy they've offered to uh, to make this happen. I'm really excited about it. You know, um, I'm not – I'm exhausted usually, but I go home and take a nap. As long as I get a nap in the afternoon between the time it ends at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. to the time the game starts, uh, I'll be okay. We'll be we'll be able to yeah. get some sleepy time in before before we actually have to go out on the ice. And no, I'll take stuff. an I'll take a nap and yeah. and uh, and shower once, maybe even twice, to mm -hmm. wake myself up. And you know, we'll be as right as rain. But I mean, it's uh, it's gonna be ex it's gonna be an exhausting couple of days, as, as it always is. But totally worth it. The uh, Thunderbirds will face off against the Hershey Bears at the Mayflower Marathon game. The puck drops at seven oh five on November twenty third. The team also encourages all fans to donate non perishable food items. To the marathon during the uh, during every home game during the entire month of November. So whether you're going this weekend or whether you're going on the 23rd, just bring your non-perishable food donations and fill those bins uh, that are located uh, throughout the Mass Mutual Center. Yeah, but the, you know, there's there's other things that uh, that that's going on too. Like I mean, the the, the 50 50 raffle. Mm -hmm. You know, the uh, that raffle half the 50 percent will go to uh, the the, uh, the open pantry. Uh, there's uh, they we'll have special uh, game jerseys, you know, Bax and Nagel game jerseys that we'll be auctioning off, uh, along with some cornhole boards that have been uh, been put together that are wicked cool to be signed by you and I and the entire team. So that uh, that that's all real great stuff. So we're really excited. I do love a good, uh, good game of cornhole. I you know I've got a couple of cornhole boards at home, and uh, these things uh, that they're, they're they're amazing. The, yeah. the artwork on these things, it's its always a, it's yeah. a home run. Uh, I, I could be cornholing right now if I uh, didn't have to sit through this stupid job. Maybe we should get a cornhole board here in the studio. I tell you what, it's not a bad idea. You know, while I'm reading a news story, yeah, you could be playing uh, cornhole. 
and then uh, yeah, we, we and when play. like when I'm doing the view from the couch, right, then I could be playing. Then you could be playing. Yeah, as opposed to uh, lighting the wick like I usually do during the review from the couch. I don't really know what that means. Uh, do you want to know what it means? I'm almost afraid to know. Um. All right. Well, I won't get into the details of it. <laughs> probably for Let's the just best say it's for probably both of us. something you don't want to see. I'm sure it isn't. Uh, for those uh, with pumpkins still sitting on your front steps, which I had to get rid of yesterday, and had I had known this information, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, it's time to recycle them by helping out local farmers. With Halloween over, local farms are looking for leftover pumpkins to help feed their animals. In Southwick, uh, Lindsay Hale, the owner of Firefly Fields, uh, said, uh, told Western Mass News how her animals love munching on them. Mm-hmm. So they're a great source of fiber for them, and they actually act as a preventative for worms. Yes, but with all the fruit flies that are hanging around the outside of the pumpkin, that's why I got rid of mine, because all of a sudden I go, where's all these flies coming from? And then I realize, oh, it's the jack-o'-lanterns that uh, have the flies coming out of them. A couple of years ago, we bought uh, we bought some pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if you leave it outside, you know, a decorative pumpkin, you know, it, it's going to rot. But we had one pumpkin that, uh, you know, held its form fairly well for the, mm-hmm. lo- the longest time. Yeah. And we didn't throw it away, mostly because of the science experiment that I wanted to see. Like, how long would it take for this pumpkin to no longer be a pumpkin? Well, it uh- took seven months. Seven months? Yes. Wow, that's pretty good, because I remember good. years ago having one in my house um, that my wife had put on like this shelf that we had. It was like a shelf near the door, but mm-hmm. it was like a, a decorative pumpkin, but a live pumpkin, uh, sure. nonetheless. Didn't look like there was anything wrong with it. And all of a sudden, one day, after maybe a month, I'm like, what's that smell? Yeah. There's something that seems to be smelling around mm-hmm. here. And looking around, the pumpkin looks fine, does you know what happened? There was like a little rot in the bottom of it. So oh, when I yeah. picked the pumpkin up, it nearly, the bottom fell out of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is disgusting. I had an aunt, uh, God rest her soul. She was a wonderful lady. What was her name? Uh, my Aunt Evelyn. Aunt Evelyn. My Aunt Evelyn. And uh, every year she would take a pumpkin and uh, she would care for this pumpkin in a loving way. She'd wrap it up. You know, keep it in a dark place, nice, cool, dark place, oftentimes her garage, because she had this recipe that she would make every Thanksgiving, and it was, like, surprisingly delicious, but it was a pumpkin that had to last until Thanksgiving, and it had, like, you know, sausage and rice and, you know, vegetables, and it was it was just, and, and spices and everything, and she would bake it inside the pumpkin. Ooh. That actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, and and you think, well, I mean, is this pumpkin rotting? No, no. She always took incredible care of this pumpkin, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're we're eating right out of the pumpkin. And it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. And I would love to recreate that someday, but I don't know if I really have the diligence to care for a pumpkin the way my aunt did. Yeah, you probably don't. Probably don't. I probably grab a pumpkin, put it in the garage, and completely forget about it. Yeah, I uh, I don't attempt to try to do what somebody else did. Yeah, because can't, it can't never, be done. It never it never comes out duplicated the way you want it to. It's always there's always some issue with it. You're yeah. gonna screw it up somehow if you try to do it yourself. Not Evelyn could make food, man. Whew, God man. rest her soul. God rest her beautiful soul. You know, everyone's heard the urban legend warning: uh, watch out for razor blades and your Halloween candy. Yeah. And yet, for the past fifty years, the most sinister thing everyone anyone has ever received is either those circus peanuts or good and plenties. Right. 
That's dangerous. You know what I found the other day in my kids' candy? What? And I want an investigation by the Russell Police Department. A pumpkin Kit Kat. Who in their right I minds don't know. would do that? I don't know. And whoever that uh, that wretched person is that we're handing out pumpkin Kit Kats. Now, is this a is this a you gotta have to explain this? I have not seen a pumpkin Kit Kat. Is this a Kit Kat shaped? No, like a pumpkin, it's or it pumpkin, had a pumpkin cream filling. It says pumpkin pie flavored, oh, so it's like orangey, and it's got wafers in the middle with is, the pumpkin cream. Is nothing sacred in this world anymore? Don't we have anything that's just, you know, we we like like Oreos. You know, yeah. like the the original Oreos are perfectly fine cookies. We 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 don't need a million different kinds of Oreos. There's one kind of Oreo, maybe a double stuff. Yeah. That should be about it. Yeah, but all these different flavors, nobody needs that. Nobody wants that. But then, to dis- but then to stain a delicious Kit Kat with that nice crispy uh, cookie in the middle, yeah, surrounded by deep, delicious milk chocolate, yeah, I don't need that. I don't yeah. need that in my life, and I don't. Right. And I feel like you know, the, the, everything's just getting away from us. I disagree uh, with the. Oh, and somebody got some. Somebody said their kids got blueberry muffin kid Kit Kats. That's not a Kit Kat. A Kit Kat is chocolate and wafers and cream. That's it. That's it. You give you give me something crappy like a fruit flavored Kit Kat. I'm gonna ball up my fist. Yeah. And I'm just gonna start punching your mailbox. But the uh, what I was gonna say about that, there was something I was gonna say about that. The the idea that you're you just said something about flavored Oreos. Yeah. I don't really mind. It depends on what flavor it is. If you got the the mint chocolate ones, I like those, and I like the uh, the double chocolate ones. But those are no longer an Oreo. That's a different kind of cookie. No, that'd be like that'd they be, are flavored Oreos. That would be like saying, "I hope you enjoy these chocolate chip cookies that I have made without chocolate, but have substituted raisins and oatmeal for." Those are oatmeal cookies. No. Steve, I just told you they were chocolate chip cookies without the chocolate. All right. Uh, now you're just splitting hairs. I'm not splitting. Yes, you yes. You know what? I am splitting hairs, just like the Oreo cookie company does, splitting hairs, giving you a cookie under the false misconception uh, that this is an actual Oreo. It's not. It's not an Oreo. That's something different. Uh, oh, and somebody says they know the Russell PD chief. Let's launch the Kit Kat investigation. Yeah, I've, I am. Uh, I want to know who that wretched person is that handed out pumpkin Kit Kats yep. on Halloween in the Russell area. Dude, you got to lawyer up. And you know what? We can narrow it down to about five streets. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going down. We're watching you, Raymond Drive. We're watching you. It's uh, we have a guest coming up. Uh, we it's uh, gonna be. Sunny today as the fog clears away and a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 74. It's 46 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 and the doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, I haven't seen any of the uh, Houston Astros or members of the uh, Philadelphia Phillies picking weeds off the field before they uh, play a game. No, you, you can't. It's very hard to get multimillionaires to do yard work. Well, they have the money to do it. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh-huh. If you ever been to Forest Park? You know the uh, the baseball fields are uh, you know kind of a sight to be seen. First of all, you got that uh, you know that pavilion uh, there. You got all these kinds of things. But you know the, some of those fields over the course of time have been expensive to maintain. They do need a lot of work. On the phone is right now is uh, Mark Fredema. Mark is from uh, Forest Park's Field of Dreams. 
He's on the phones right now. Good morning, Mark. How you doing? Good morning, Bex. How are you? Very, very good. So tell us a little bit about uh, the Forest Park Field of Dreams. I mean, we've all seen those fields for for years. They look like, you know, if they look like they would be a, such a great place to play. But when you get onto that field, you realize, well, you know, some of these uh, some of this stuff could really use an upgrade or, or some help. Tell us what you're you're looking to accomplish here. Well, I've been playing on those fields since I was a little kid, and I'm in my 60s, and always walked around the ballpark. And uh, in June, I took a real good look at the ballpark while there was a game being played, and I noticed that the infield had sunk in and basically washed away. It was about four inches lower than the ridge of the outfield and the grass where the infield is. And it made a very dangerous situation. And it really isn't safe to play there. So I started a little group called Field of Dreams. I got in touch with a good friend of mine, Anthony Daniele, who's a landscaper. And we discussed how it would be to landscape those fields. And I started a Facebook group. And I had an event. I planned an event. I had an event on August 25th at Forest Park. I had a bunch of people show up. My, uh, My brothers, Tommy and Peter and Dennis, show up. And good friends of mine, Mark Dorsey and Jack Griffin, and uh, a bunch of people, about 25 people show up, and a good friend of mine, my friend Mark Dorsey, got two, two TV stations there, and I got to talk to Mike Dobbs from Reminder there, and uh, Cesar Ruiz and Brian Santanello from Golden Years Retirement Services right. gave us $1,000 to kick us off. Um, a friend of mine, Mike Womet from Pureways, gave us $1,000, and we raised about $2,700 so far. And uh, basically, we kept applying pressure to Pat Sullivan and Dominic Sarno to fix the fields because the fields in deplorable condition. And last this past Monday, they actually started fixing the field. They ripped the field up Monday and Tuesday. The field is being reconditioned as we speak. Awesome, that's great. Is a great thing. So that field is going to that that field will be ready to play baseball on come the first first game of spring. There are also about 40 other fields that the city maintains or doesn't maintain in the city that uh, need to be fixed so the kids can play baseball on. Well, and, and, uh, that's and, basically and what I wanna, we're trying to do. And I want to talk to you about that. I mean, obviously, the, the, the field at Forest Park is like, you know, I mean, the first time I, I, I went to the park and saw it and I saw the stands you know, behind the field, I'm like, wow, what a cool place that would be to play. But, you know, I mean, the, the city has other things that it has to pay for and maintain, and this has not been a top priority uh, for the city for a, a long period of time. How much money are you hoping to, how much money are you hoping to raise to, to restore these fields to, to where they need to be? My feeling back is that I can raise, I'd, I'd like to raise a hundred thousand dollars, but my feeling is there is so much COVID and money because there was no money to fix these fields for months. Well, I kept talking to Pat Sullivan, trying to talk to the mayor, trying to talk to Tommy S trying to get any response out of these guys. They finally get a response out of them, and lo and behold, they found the money to fix the field. It was there all the time. It's not a question of money. It's a question of priorities and turning someone's attention towards a problem that needs to be fixed. That money appeared out of thin air Monday, and they're fixing the fields right now as we speak. So it's, it's priorities. The money's always there. Yeah, We can go and get grants a good friend of mine, Zeta Govan, who is a city councilor who helped me immensely on this, along with a bunch of other city councilors like Jesse Lederman, Tim Allen, and Tracy Whitfield, and Justin Hurst. Zeta was the only one who actually showed up and helped. She's on the Parks Department Committee on the city council, and she's going to make it a priority to fix all the baseball fields so kids in 16 acres 
have the same opportunities that kids in Longmeadow have. That's what I'm about. We're about making sure all these kids, these inner city kids, have an opportunity to play sports because sports can save their lives. That's what this is about. This is uh, Mark Fredema from the uh, the Forest Park, uh, you know, Field of Dreams. You posted a couple of pictures on the uh, on the website uh, on the on the Facebook page of uh, what you had done. All the sod being put in, uh, you know, everything being graded properly, so that once these fields are 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 done, these are going to be fantastic fields to play on. I mean, re- not not yes, not just not just usable that. fields, but beautiful fields. They need regular maintenance. A baseball field is not a soccer field. Soccer field, you just mow and leave it, overseed it, and it's done every year. A baseball field needs maintenance all the time, and that's what we need to have a program established. Once we fix all these fields to maintain these fields, so Springfield looks more like Zot Park does all the time. And yeah. Like, uh, Mackenzie Field in Holyoke does all the time. There's, they there, have working water fountains at their fields. We don't have them at Forest Park. No, but you do have standing water and gigantic puddles behind first and third place. Yeah, the kids yeah, can you're, just get a ladle and drink more, that water. <laughs> I, I actually fished in the first base hole. And I got a couple of nibbles. <laughs> Hey, well, they were biting that day. Yeah. Hey, kids, there's a water they break. They were biting that day, which was early morning. <laughs> kids, there's a water break. Grab a ladle and uh, just drink from that little puddle over there. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's you know, that's true. I mean, anyone who's ever, ever played softball or baseball knows that when when a field has you know you know flooding issues or uh, you know it just you know the the they're just you know just basic. Uh, just basic simple issues like that, it's impossible to play on, and you have to you know find other other facilities. It makes it it makes it unsafe. Why should our kids be unsafe when other kids are safe? Yeah, we pay taxes just like everybody else. We pay as much taxes, and, and the tax money is always there. And these guys are—I called the mayor up the day of, I started this in June and said, "You know, you guys can find fifty grand in the cushions of a sofa at the, at the mayor's office," and I got ignored. And so I got in, I just started just yelling and screaming and yelling and screaming till they paid attention. Yeah. And I feel as a taxpayer, I shouldn't have to do that. Right. I shouldn't be leading the charge as a private citizen to get all these guys to do their jobs. Mark, if, uh, if someone wanted to help, if somebody wanted to help you and, uh, or get onto the, uh, the Facebook page, what should, uh, what should they do? They go to Forest Park, feel the dreams, go into my Facebook uh, the group Force Park Field of Dreams and sign up. I've got about 165 members right now. I got quite a few lately, and uh, we're having we're planning a fundraiser. Force Park Field of Dreams is going to turn into. We're always going to be concerned about kids baseball, but we're, we want to be able to go to a go to a, a kids baseball team that doesn't have anything, and be able to walk them through Dick Sporting Goods and have them pick out everything they want. I got a. I'm working on an agreement with Dick to be able to do that awesome. right now. Because these kids need equipment. Yep, they do. Well, they uh, you know, baseball, what are they going to do? I just saw on Facebook Marketplace there's a curb alert for a couch outside of City Hall. It's got 50 <laughs> grand inside the cushion. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Tommy it. There you have it. Mark for Damon, we appreciate the time. With best of luck uh, restoring these fields. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you, buddy. You bet. It's 857 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 912 and Loverboy. With back to Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, sunny and 70 today after the fog all clears out and uh, sunny and 74 for tomorrow. It's 46 in downtown Springfield. As you know, the uh, Mayflower Marathon is just a couple weeks away, November 21st to the 23rd at the uh, MGM uh, <laughs> South End Market. Yeah. 
uh, and you know, we try to we try to uh, schedule guests uh, for the Mayflower Marathon, and sometimes we get a chance to record them ahead of time, and yeah, and that uh, and that works out pretty good, right? Because some celebrities are not available uh, on those three days, right? So we record them ahead, of revealing the man behind the curtain, yeah, right? But you know, we, oftentimes yeah. they are live interviews and that's uh, and that's yeah. cool and every once in a while we we uh we tape some and then we play it back during the the mayflower marathon yes uh and uh we just interviewed uh jack mcbriar from 30 rock he was on 30 rock and you he's got you this, guys you folks remember that show and he's got this new kids show going on uh on apple tv plus and we figured all right well this might be a pretty interesting guess uh he was he was a popular character on that show. There's, I'm sure he's got a big fan base out there. Mm-hmm. So we figured, uh, let's. Uh, he was being offered as a guest, so we said, okay, we'll we'll do that. So we uh, we scheduled it uh, just now. We that's what we were doing off the air. We were recording this interview, going, okay, well, this is the only time we can do this, so let's do it. And we had some phone problems in the beginning. We had to hang up, and then they had to call back because there was like a delay on the on the phone call. Yeah, it's like and, we, we were asking questions, and it took yeah. like you know, 10 seconds for him to answer. And there still was a delay at the end. But then, you know, we learned to adapt to it. We were able to cut out those blank spaces and mm-hmm. package it all up to make it look pretty. Because you and I, Steve, yeah. are professional that's, radio broadcasters. That's right. We Did are, you realize that 50% of this show is in the Massachusetts Broadcasting Hall of Fame? 50%. Huh? 50% of yeah. this show. There's a reason why the other 50% isn't. Oh, you got to work up to it. We get done with this interview, and uh, and then you were like, oh, that was pretty good. And I go, yeah, that, that wasn't bad. We can clean that up, you know? And then uh, I realized, did you record that? <laughs> and he goes, and you said, no, I, did you record that? And I said, no. So we just spent... Ten minutes trying to wait for a delay of response from Jack McBriar, mm-hmm. a very nice man to talk to about his about his kids show, and the, you uh, and you will not hear any of it because ever. because two professional radio Real broadcasters failed to remember right. to hit the record button. Womp 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 womp. The Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. And. uh... Who's the one needing the donations for this Mayflower Marathon? <laughs> the needy. Yeah, I, th- I think Rock 102 might need to hire two new hosts. It's 915 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. G-